weren't here yet, Renee, but can you remember the response I got after I beat her? Not a very warm reception. No, 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 no. They booed me out of the damn building, Renee. So then we get to revolution when your favorite homegrown, Jamie Hayter, pinned me in the middle of this ring. Yeah, I know we all love Jamie. And I realized then, Renee, that no one was ever gonna come to my defense. No one was ever gonna be mad when I lost. And no one here in AEW was ever going to really appreciate me. But I'm not the only one. Tony Storm came here, and she wasn't appreciated from the get-go. In fact, the company didn't appreciate her enough to call her an actual champion. They called her an inner rim. And then you all begged Soraya to come out of retirement. Your friend Soraya to come out of retirement, huh? And she does. And then you all, fat, neck-bearded, mouth-breathing trolls, came after her at a moment's notice. Yikes. We've been outcasts since the day we came into AEW. And we came here to help rebuild the women's division. The Top of Wrestling with your host, ODMA, the professor. Good shit. Late to every episode. Late so much, I'm going to have to buy you a pregnancy test. Bob Rude. <laughs> be a podcaster. Yay! His name is Kenta. I'm going to call him Kenta. Dynamite drop in, Monty. That broadcasting school is really paying off for you. <laughs> You're so high you don't even know it. Oh, I'm a boy. You ready for a scotch ad? We don't know anything <laughs> about him. The only thing he's got in his wallet is a bunch of names of whorehouses. <laughs> That's flair! <laughs> Probably look like Jim Duggan digging the tape out of his crotch. Benoit, enjoy my wife. Eh. <laughs> That's a bold statement, Cotton. Oh my god, mine just stopped recording. No, we're good. We're still recording. What a dick. I'd cease and desist me. I'd cease and desist me hard. I need a minute to recover off that. What kind of game is it? War games. Let a war. War games. You are impressionist. I have, yeah, I know. That's the only thing I've said in the last half hour. Bark like a dog. <laughs> oh, 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 jinx. Holy shit. How did that actually happen? Here we Good wrestling day! Feel a little offended. I feel like uh, Ruby's promo was a little bit towards me. Neck bearded, mouth breather. Anyway, hey, welcome back to the Top of Wrestling Podcast. I'm excited for today because. I know I always say I'm excited, we're ready to go, but today is, to us, a very special episode. We've had a couple of episodes that were for us, for the boys, right? And the 100th episode was our way to, to geek and mark out a little bit. We did promo wars, but the today is all about the top logos of the top of wrestling and the evolution of them. And you could think, oh, well, what's the logo you know who cares but 
we put some time and effort and a lot of uh, silly humor and chicken nuggets put it all into one to combine these things. And I'm excited to talk about that top topic. Plus, we have a big night in Monday Night Wars because we had Uncensored and we had Raw Nitro. And we also are going to be talking about this past week in no or in uh, results that we've had from Raw, SmackDown, I almost said Nitro, Dynamite, and every other show. We have This Day in History, and we also have ODM. You know, I've been sitting here trying to think how I'm going to come into the show, and I have no fucking clue. So we're just going to run with it. <laughs> I swear to God, the reason I felt like I was just kind of rambling there is I was like, where am I going with this? I don't even know. I didn't even know how to start. That's why I was like, yeah. I started with the Ruby Riot thing, and I was like, oh, well, here we go. I almost called for a take two. So, you know, I, I will go into a quick story before we hit the news. Uh, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with Wheezy this weekend. Uh uh, his kids had some hockey games, so we caught one of those, and we hung out afterwards, and it was great. It's like, I don't know if he listened to the episode he didn't say he did, or if it was just a continuation of the last episode, but seriously, all night from him was, fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, I mean, it kept popping all night, because that was kind of So, the... I, I kind of dropped a hint a couple weeks back, and I, I've been doing some side work for our show, production-wise, mm-hmm. and going back and really listening to some old shows and find some things and man you you've been saying that since like season two to me oh yeah what is wrong with you (laughs) maybe even season one i didn't go back that far but it (laughs) yeah the evolution you know know? you know what and talking about today's logos there's gonna be a lot of evolution and we need to do a special uh together you know, one of those watch-alongs, but a listen-along. And I think we need to listen to our trailer, our first-ever trailer, and promo wars. I think we need to go back and listen to those and kind of over-talk while we're there. Pause if we need to. I had a great time with that. I'd like to go back and do another one, but promo wars was I'd probably mop the floor with you again. Yeah, well, that's the <laughs> fucked-up thing. That's why it was so funny was... Because we, we did two things, right? We did the pre-written promos, you know, and that's where the late so much I got about your pregnancy test came from, which is still that. one of my all-time favorites. Which is where I got the, I want to be a podcaster, <laughs> yay! <laughs> <laughs> Some things you can't just get rid of, they're too good. But it was so funny because then we went to, like, you know, the free-form back-and-forth promo, and like I, we was, were in a ring. I was so stuffed on chicken nuggets that I was just sitting there like, wow, he's being really mean. I just got really passive all of a sudden. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> okay, I guess we won't be doing promo wars again. <laughs> all right, let's, let's get into uh, some news here. We, we do have quite a bit of news, and we'll uh, we'll fly through it as much as we can here because it is a, a busy show. But oh, yeah. I'll let you take the beginning. Yeah, I added a couple things, uh, you know, and, you know, we usually like to start with the sad news so we can move past it. Uh, Arn Anderson uh, recently just announced the death of his son, Barrett. Uh, that's uh, Brock's older brother. Um, you know, no cause of death, no announcement, but uh, really rough, uh, especially hearing uh, Brock. It's like his 30s, right? Yeah, hearing Brock talk about seeing his dad in tears, broke down into tears for the first time ever. It's, uh, you know, especially when it's somebody like Arn Anderson. 
Uh, so yeah, just real sad. So uh, thoughts, prayers, you know, warm well wishes to the Anderson family. Uh, nobody should have to do that. Uh, so Mary, yeah, yeah, with you. yeah, fucking terrible. So, uh, and I saw you had a piece of news, so I'm going to kind of use a segue piece of news. There's a report from PW Insider that Great Mood is going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame, even though he never wrestled there. Um, but he did in WCW. He Sting, did in WCW. Yeah, Sting was inducted into the Hall of Fame. I think like the night before he faced Triple H, right? Uh, or, or or I could be hey, that it could be before uh, Buster jumps on <laughs> yeah, me. I could be, be wrong on yeah, that. Be careful. <laughs> um, actually, I'm happy to report that there was nothing to report from Buster this week. Five dollars. Scared Buster. straight. Yep, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, yeah, and it's not the first time that the, the WWE has talked about inducting uh, people that, you know, didn't wrestle there. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if that's true, uh, and if so, who they get to induct them, because I have a funny feeling they're not going to get Sting to do it. <laughs> mm. They could get Flair. Touché. They could get Flair to do um, it. Probably, but maybe... <clears throat> I hate to say this, in in like maybe Sonny Ono was did he ever play a part with him in any way or? I don't think uh, so. Yeah. Again, I, even, again. Well, I, no, I was gonna say Shinsuke Nakamura, but I'm not sure how well he'd be able to speak it. But yeah, um, I mean, they just had a match together. Mm-hmm. Um, it was New Year's Day. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I I think I'm all about them getting or him getting into the Hall of Fame. I think that's. Way more well deserved than some of the other people we've seen over the the years. Oh, definitely. Especially the one that has been officially announced to me, it bothers me, man. It bothers me to sh- to shit. Look at, I'm okay with Edge have be being a Hall of Famer retired. I get it. Mm-hmm. Came back. There's nothing you can do about it, man. That's right. fine. Right. If Michael Jordan tomorrow said he wanted to lace up in the NBA, I don't I don't know if there's a rule against it, but maybe he could. Uh, you know. Sure. But. I don't like that they are inducting Rey Mysterio into the Hall of Fame while he is an active wrestler. Even more so. It's not like he's barely on TV. He's in. And they did this with Ric Flair with his uh, match against Michaels, and he just happened to go into the Hall of Fame the night before. It was like it was inevitable at, at WrestleMania 24. I actually hated the fact that they put him in the Hall of Fame Sure, right there. That being said... My money says they're just going to put Dominic versus Ray, and he's going to retire him at WrestleMania. That's what I was just going to say. One day after. Yeah. Okay. One day after going into the Hall of Fame or two, whatever the night is. Yeah. Uh, did you hear who's going to be inducting him? I did. Yeah. Conan. Not bad. I mean, makes sense. Hola, Lee. Viva la raza. La raza. <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, yeah, and they've been up and down the roads together forever. I mean, from AAA, WCW. Yep. I don't know if Conan was ever in ECW, but, I mean, just that's cool. I actually, when I heard of it, I was like, well, and I don't mean this in any shitty way, of his friends who's really left. A lot of them um, passed, especially Eddie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. Chris can't. Chris Jericho can't do it. Maybe Kurt Angle, because that was his first match in WWE, one mm-hmm. of his big feuds and matches, but... I like Conan. I think that's cool. I heard that McFoley was uh, contacted to induct someone. I am going to put my money on Paul Heyman. Really? Again, 
an active person, but I kind of think they're going to do him at some point. Nah. I mean, I, I don't, it's not that I don't think they're going to do Heyman. I think it's somebody else. You know who I immediately thought, and don't ask me why, because it's not that there's not a connection, but uh, Cornette. They are never going to put Jim Cornette. In you don't think so? They've talked about it. He said he basically said he doesn't want to be in it. He says that all the time. So because I mean they're already talking about getting the rock and roll saying that. or the uh, the midnight yeah. the midnight and yeah. uh, and him. So well, it's funny you say that because we're going to be yeah Monday Night Wars. That's yeah. really funny. I, I I knew where you were going with that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at I like being a fan of wrestling. I like. You know, like we talked about this, you know, that Liv Morgan thing about how she took care of a kid because it's those people that are shoving an autograph thing in your face left and right, people who are demanding. It's not what I would shove in her face, but that's a different story. <laughs> my my point is that you take care of the respect the, the respectful fans. Right, right. What kind of fan is going above and beyond to they're like, oh, my God, that's Wardlow's rental car. <laughs> Let's bust in. To grab not only his gear, the singlet, because I'm going to wear it while I also hold his actual TNT championship belt. Yep, that's what happened one night, I believe, before Dynamite. Which, we'll get into that in a couple of minutes when we get to Dynamite. I wow. think it's hysterical. Booker, yeah. um, Booker of the Year is turning it into an angle. Yeah, I saw that. Well, at least I... No, actually, I take that back. You shouldn't. Because you are warranting so many other people doing like a break in, and it's funny because I told you about how in Rochester the Bucks got their shit broken into in the garage that I park in for work. I was like, oh my god! I'm like, I mean, I lock my shit, but I, I didn't realize people are just breaking in. But again, if you're a fan, you see them, you follow them, look for the stacks of shoes because they buy shoes everywhere yeah. they fucking go. Yeah, um, some crazy people out there. Real quick, back to the Liv Morgan thing. I did send you a meme that I thought was really funny. It says me watching Liv Morgan take care of uh, a little girl and bringing her backstage. And it's a picture of the, well, now ex-fiance of Rose in Titanic, the, the bad guy, the villain, right? Holding the girl and going, please, I have a child to get on the boat. But he goes, please, I have a child. Where's Liv? And I go, oh, my God, that is outstanding. <laughs> yep. Good shit. I like that. Um, you know, you gave me a lot of shit when I ditched the sideburns, the, the cheek beard, the chin, and kept just the mustache. <laughs> And you know what? A billionaire, or a millionaire by now, probably a thousandaire, why his life going? But anyway, Vince McMahon reportedly was supporting a mustache backstage at, I believe, Raw. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was reported as being a uh, Gomez from the Adams Family style pencil mustache. <laughs> I know. <laughs> which is even hilarious. I wonder, I do you imagine him is... showing up with like a Hitler mustache? <laughs> Didn't isn't that kind of was that already drawn on our picture for the logo or it no? was a picture that it, somebody else had put out for like their story okay. of it yeah that's what made me think of it yeah so this one I had to put in here the next couple are great first I read an article Chris Jericho claims yeah. that after the all out media scrum brawl out you remember that the, the brawl out yeah. Is that what they're dubbing it as now? Oh, yeah. Is that the name? Mm-hmm. Okay. I've, I've read it in some places, not all of them. Some people just say, you know, the all-out media scrum or, or the media scrum that happened post-all. Anyway, 
if you remember, Jericho fought Danielson and won that night. Tapped mm-hmm. him out. And then he goes on to defeat Claudio. Uh, Claudio to become the Ring of Honor world champion. Travesty. And per Jericho, he said, him becoming Ring of Honor champion helped keep the company afloat. Helped keep the things smooth running. Look at I appreciate the fact that you put over Starks. You put over Kingston. You have good intent with your storylines. I actually will give you that. Do you remember when he said multiple times? He said it about uh, Menard and Parker. Like 2.0 is a stupid thing from creative. Especially he did it also with Hager, as we remember when we've talked about here, the We the People. You have bad judgment and bad ideas. A lot of the things that you do and you get involved in. This right here, saying that you were the main reason that the company was doing okay. Every time you got on TV, I was the only reason I ever watched the matches when he was champion was I was a part of that fucking draft. And I just had other people who were against him and I didn't want him winning because he kept fucking racking up points. You know. So my point is, eh, I, I don't, yeah, he didn't keep the company afloat for me. He ruined it. Yeah, no, 100%. It's funny that you mentioned that because I actually saw the headline for this story. And when I saw the headline, I'm like, I'm not reading this garbage. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Clip Fuck it. that, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely not you, man. Uh, yeah, I, I've said it about a, a trillion times, and I'm going to say it a trillion more. No more EVP. No more in-ring work. Here's the thing. That match against Starks, he looked all right. He was moving at half speed, but he looked all right. Mm-hmm. Just... Do commentary. I don't even want him to he do commentary. He would have a stellar match right now with Lita. Both of their speeds are about the same. <laughs> so, you may or may not have heard, but Austin Theory is known as, they, they call him, he's like, I'm not the future. I'm the now. And they have been, like, you know, pushing that really hard. Well, NWA has a tag team consisting of Vic Delicious, Excellent fucking name, by the way. And Hale Collins. And they are known as The Now, who have been a tag team for several years in the NWA. Or a couple. And they have sent not one, but two cease and desist letters to WWE for using that moniker. I mean, some people wipe their ass with it, you know. Some people drop it and piss on it. Piss on it, yeah. Yeah. Us will just, you know... Mock the fucking shit out of you in your yeah. season desist. We'll get into that later. Hey, I'm My point is, is that uh, you're not going to win, unfortunately, against WWE. I don't see that they're going to just stop calling them the now. Right. WWE, when they are told you can't do something, do it, which is really funny. If you were like, I bet you, how, we got to start doing reverse psychology. I bet you guys won't put that guy to the moon. Oh, yeah? <laughs> All right, we're going to put the fucking title on tonight right here at a house show, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I, um, I, they, if they get lucky, they might hit and make more money uh, on that one lawsuit than they ever did in the NWA, so good for them. <laughs> uh, not sure if you did see this, but Backlash is officially set in May in San Juan, Puerto Rico. And that's cool. Yeah, I tried. Yeah, um, that's all right. Bad Bunny is going to be the host. Okay, that's cool. And... I had to think about this. I was like, I have watched 
an event that was in in uh, San Juan, Puerto Rico. I'm not sure if it was the same uh, uh, venue that this is going to be at. But I was like, I could have sworn I watched a pay-per-view from WWE. And like two to three matches ended early from like guys getting hurt or something like that. Oh, shit. I looked into it, and it was New Year's Revolution or Resolution, whichever one it was. Resolution, New Year's Resolution, 2005. Lita got injured in a match against Trish really early. Uh, Eugene got hurt. Like, it was just a slew of injuries that happened, and the the pay-per-view was fucking really short. And it was supposed to end with a elimination chamber, and they were, like, really stretching for time. But, yeah, they're going to be back in May for that. I think that's cool. I I like that they're doing more out-of-the-country events Mm -hmm. because it's a different fan base. They appreciate it. They don't shit all over it and just try to make themselves become the center of attention with chants and things like that. You know, I I just I appreciate watching some of the events. Crown Jewel, eh, a little bit different when you're seeing the guys walk around with machetes and machine guns in their hands telling everybody to calm down. Yeah. Do you think uh, Carlito or any of the Colognes will show up as special guests? Because they have their promotion down there. Man. Dude, that would be really, really cool. You know, he spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool. That's I like that idea. I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Um. Look at this. Speaking to me, trying to do uh impersonations here. I'm gonna skip over one for a second here. Um, Bully Ray. He had some things to say. Now look at last week. We had a lot, as you remember. I mean, it was nearly ninety minutes before we even hit Monday Night Wars. Because I had a lot to unload about Revolution. And I kind of blasted through Dynamite a little faster than I should have. And if you made it towards the end of the episode, I mentioned Hobbs getting on the ladder and seven referees are holding the broken ladder together. Now, we've discussed it, you know. He, I think if he got out of the ring and had to go find another ladder, all that shit, I think it would have taken too long and they would have had to figure out another spot ending maybe or whatever the case is there was another ladder in the corner that was taller so he wouldn't have had to stand on the very top of the ladder (laughs) okay that's even better all right anyway maybe he was concussed (laughs) so it is aew yeah well (laughs) head injuries are no laughing matter i oh excellent 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 reference so i want to try and do bully ray's voice as he's doing this um, because someone had written, well, look at this. Because Bully had already went on a rant, I guess, on Twitter about people holding ladders ever. And people were like, yeah, well, in your era, people did too. And showing, I guess, Matt holding it for Jeff. I'm going to try this. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get this. I don't even know. I, I couldn't even do his voice. I don't even know really how he sounds. This is where modern-day ignorance of wrestling fans like yourself shines through. Matt is supposed to hold the ladder for Jeff, not the ref. A ref should be unbiased and not aid wrestlers in any way. Smarten up. Devon, get the table. I don't know if that was good or not, but that was a good shot. Yeah, it sounded like you were from Long Island or Boston, one of them. Well, it was a mix of both. I was from Boss Island. Um, but Bryce Remsburg, I appreciate him and his response to Bully Ray. I mean this for real. I'm actually on the same page. All are entitled to their own opinion. 
And this was a different era. But if the option is to hold the ladder and protect our own co-workers and often friends or watch them break their necks, we and I will hold it every time. I'm there. Again, probably shoddy idea for Hobbs to have picked up the ladder that was already hanging by like barely a thread. But... I don't know. I mean, I, I can respect the guys holding the ladder. I don't know. I mean, they. what's your take on it? I'm actually curious. So, <clears throat> Cornette talked about it. <clears throat> and actually, had well, he had some reverence for Bryce Remsburg back from the Ring of Honor days. Uh, but he basically said, well, now you hang out with these fucking clowns, so fuck off. <laughs> That's what he does, which is great. I understand what Remsburg is saying, but the fact of the matter is it was a dumb situation to put themselves in to begin with because, again, there was a more structurally sound and taller ladder right in the corner. As soon as Hobbs like, was like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to work, you should have ditched that ladder, grabbed the other one, and fucking gone up. I watched him go from the nearly top ring to the very top uh, on that ladder. And I was like, even I felt it in my knees. I go, yo, like one slip or, or you feel a little shake. Mm-hmm. You're going down hard. Hard. Yeah. No, you're buenos. a big boy. <laughs> well, the thing, and then the thing was getting down. Yeah. Cause after he won, he's like, how the fuck do I get down from here? You could see it on his face. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, get all the wrestlers back in. I need to do a flip or something. Mm-hmm. Let me yeah, right. You need here. to catch me. Well, on a happier note, I thought this was great. Uh, Dalton Castle was on Hey Ew, and he mentions that he's from Rochester, New York, and which I loved You know, seeing it, and he was asked, how come you're not one of the more notable wrestlers from Rochester? You got Gorilla Monsoon. You got China. Dalton Castle obviously really hasn't been anywhere near the big times for everybody to really know him worldwide to become as known Rochester-wise. But he did say, well, one big thing is they're known for the Lilac Festival. It's a big 10-day festival, and I'm definitely allergic to it, so I can't really be representing the city. I just thought that was a really funny answer to it. it. This was The only reason I even watched this was because I don't mind checking out Dalton Castle because I know he is a local guy. So mm. I, I, I'll i tend to keep up on him. And when I saw that, I thought that was just interesting. Um, but let's get into some of the moments of the week. I called it last week during recording, okay? Yeah. I said that it should be damage control taking on Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch. I wonder, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I wonder if Ronda's more hurt than they were letting off initially. And that's why they're doing it. I don't know, because I'm almost wondering if maybe, let's just say maybe somehow Sky and Shirai take the titles back somewhere between now and WrestleMania, and they pull double duty and have to face a Baszler and Rousey if she's okay. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But I put that under the prediction column because I fucking said it last week, but I also put your FTR thing in there, by the way. Oh, thanks. Side notes that we should talk about (laughs) off air. So Logan Paul and Seth Rollins were on Miz TV, and they officially have their match set for Mania. The the buildup is kind of weird, but I forgot to mention last week that Rollins was in the ring, and they did this thing where it looked like he was talking on a FaceTime to Logan Paul. 
And you can totally tell that the video and the arm of what they were showing was like done way earlier in the day. And like how stiff his arm was, everything. It was just really badly done, very horribly done. Uh, John Cena came out and Austin Theory came out and challenged Cena. And Cena said no and said, you're not ready. And then Austin did the whole, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm the future. I'm the now. You're an old time washed up. Yeah, but every fucking thing, you know, you see in every build up. Typical talking points. And yeah, and Cena said, I'm going to embarrass you and I'm going to take your U.S. title at WrestleMania. So it's on. Uh, Edge, apparently, he came back last week to say that he that next week, which would be tonight, he's going to give his answer to Finn Balor for a match. I got to say, man, you may not have really liked it. However, this is year, a year-long storytelling. The beginning of Judgment Day began when Edge defeated Styles at WrestleMania last year with the help of Damian Priest. Next night, Rhea Ripley joined in. Later that month, Baylor took out Edge. Mm-hmm. We have the new Judgment Day, and this has been going since. And he's been taking guys on. You know, he had to do it with Dominic at one point, and then got his dick kicked in uh, Clash at the Castle. All that stuff. So I think we may hate on WWE, but not only did they have the Bloodline storyline going the whole time, they've actually done pretty well with this. In yeah. Edge on his what is said to be his last year. He's doing pretty good storytelling on his way out and putting a lot of people over. Good for him. Yeah. He didn't go in and be like, well, I want to be the world champion. Like every other part-timer. That like Goldberg. In. Yeah. Oh my God. So anyway, I did save the best for last. I know. Holy <laughs> shit. The pop, the pops, two Not pops. Even once. Yeah. Pops. Not even once, but twice. So the ending of raw, Jimmy is in the ring. Sammy's uh, Zayn is on the outside and Jay is face to face with Sammy. And man, when he had him by the, his shirt, well, and, he walked like, by Jimmy first. He walked by Jimmy first. You're saying to get to Sammy. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm saying, Oh, you're that, talking about, I'm talking about when he was, when he was Sorry. in that, he grabbed Jimmy by his shirt and was like holding him, being like, I don't want to do this, man. I don't want to do this. And then walks away. And goes over to Sammy and he says, I'm with you. And it was like, I had to rewind it like six times to hear what he said. And he goes, I'm with you. And then he just gets up close and grabs him for a hug. The pop cracked the sound on the camera mm-hmm. or, or the sound barrier. Blew the roof off. Set for, yeah, dude, it was so loud. But I mean, like the you hear a little crack in the sound because... The, it was just so awesome and well done. I think it was the camera that's close to them there on the ramp, right? That was close to them, mm-hmm. plus the natural sound of everything. All of it was just one of the best pops I'd heard in a long time. And I go, wow, all right. And then I go, oh my God, he's going to turn on him right here. It like I, it was kind of plain as day at this point. I was like, we got to build towards WrestleMania. There's no way that it's going to be Sammy and Jay heading into Mania as, as teammates. And I go, Hmm. And when he stood just enough from him, I go, oh, yep, this is it. And then the issue I have is the crowd was chanting, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And WWE was like, well, it's 11 o'clock. We should be worried about fucking 10-year-olds. And it went, holy, holy. And it was doing such a weird blank that at the moment when Jay 
kicked him in the face, it didn't have the same effect, mm-hmm. me personally. I wanted to hear the buildup of the crowd, and they kept muting it. It was just dog shit how they did the production of this. However, when that kick happened, second pop. Mm-hmm. Like Enzo, pop number two. <laughs> it was fantastic. Well done. And they beat him down. Yeah. The kick was great too. Landed it perfectly. Sammy sold it great. Oh my oh my god. The, he fell the right dropping back into the barricade. Into the barricade. Yeah. Oh. Good. good shit. So well done. Mm-hmm. That's how they ended Raw. So I think we're off to a good start. I think we should be seeing uh a setup between Owens and Zane. But Gotta right now he's soon. partnering up, as we've seen on SmackDown, with Cody Rhodes. With Cody, Owens yeah. is nowhere to be found. Now, I normally try not to put a whole lot of uh, NXT notes in here because it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, why follow the Rochester Red Wings? I already got the, the Yankees I got to deal with. That's enough. But Johnny Gargano showed up at Grayson Waller and uh, Shawn Michaels' standoff and is going to be facing Waller at Stand and Deliver. Thank God for that. I thought Michaels was about to come out of retirement to face this guy because of how they've been building it. I was like, oh, dear God, please don't do this. Um, I'm okay with Gargano doing it. And it's funny because he's doing double duty. He's still on Raw. He has a match, I I believe, coming up uh, this past Raw, two days ago, tonight, whatever. Um, What I did find really funny is you want to talk about Shawn Michaels. (sighs) He is is reliving his career through the women's division in NXT. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So not only did we get the barbershop set up the other night, he's set up so many ladder matches in NXT. He's always, you know, in referencing him and Scott Hall. They close NXT with Roxanne Perez collapsing. Nobody's saying shit on the commentary, and it's silent for about two minutes while everybody's taking care of her. That's it, and they go off the air. And I was like... It's Owen kicking his head back in uh, November of 95, Five. or whatever it was. Yep. <laughs> well, and it's funny you said reliving his career. It is. So I'm trying to think, who's losing their who's smile losing next their week? Smile? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. Who's on pills the week after? <laughs> Yikes. Who's finding Jesus? It's funny to me, okay? That's just... I'm glad you picked up on it, too. That just... Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, I saw it on their Facebook, and I'm like, this is nonsense. So, Dynamite last week. A lot of things to uncover here. First, they use the... Break the boom. Here comes... Whatever they're... Yeah. Light the fuse. Dynamite. But it was highlights of Revolution. It was not your typical video package of Dynamite. Huh. They used that song to... It said last night, and it was... Highlights of Revolution. And I thought that was a cool way of doing it. As opposed of doing your highlights, then your opening song, as we've seen on like Raw so many times. Mm -hmm. This, different way. Didn't mind it. Um, And normally it's, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. And, you know, TK being Mr. Woke, it's, uh, it's Women's Appreciation Day. You know what that means. I'm like, someone touched someone. Do you do you ever see uh Deadpool? No. Alright, so he he meets this chick and it's funny because you know they have sex and it's like uh you know, 
happy Easter and uh, happy Valentine's Day. And it's like it's them having sex throughout the year for different holidays. And, okay. uh, and one of them's like, I think for happy Lent, you know, because Lent you have to give something up. It's <laughs> them just reading books in different chairs. But then there's fucked up. It's fucked up because they, they show Ryan Reynolds on all fours. And she's standing behind him, and she cinches up something around her waist, and she leans over and whispers in her ear and goes, Happy Women's Appreciation Day. (laughs) (laughs) So TK is getting fucked in the back somewhere. (laughs) Oh, man. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Um, In a video package, Brian Danielson said, It's time for me to go home. And I think it's a way to write off TV for a little bit. By the way, did you see that the Iron Man match got five and a half stars from Uncle Davey? Yeah. Look at Because it didn't have I a leg or the bucks in it. Yeah, I'm surprised. You're very true. You're 100% right on that. It would have gotten six and um, a half. You're right. I think maybe I do need to. Yeah, they're only reserved for six and seven stars. I can't wait for the day he does an eight-star match. It's common. So. I want to see who. Oh, it's going to be. But I want to. Uh, I don't think it was necessarily even. Even a five-star match, I think it was a good four, four point five. It had its moments, it had its ups and downs. Um, and I don't mean downs as in like bad parts. I'm just saying like it, the match was what it was. But you still gave Brett and Sean, I think like four for theirs. Mm. So I can't get on board with it. I'm, I'm not, not even can't. I'm never going to get back on board with his own rankings. We have our own system here. We know what things yeah, are. Yeah, his rankings are so misguided at this point. Yeah. When you think about it, the, the wrestlers that don't have five-star matches that legitimately did have five-star matches, and then you look at the Bucks in, in Omega, I mean. Well, not even that. It's like a Wrestle Kingdom alone. How do you have three, five, or more star matches mm. on the same pay-per-view? That's like saying all three stole the show. No, 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 no. That rarely happens. <laughs> Um, so Wardlow was interviewed (laughs) and this just made me laugh to myself. Okay. I was in and out of watching it and I'm seeing this and I'd already read about his car getting broken into. And he goes, yeah, they broke my, broke into my car and he's wearing seven star FTR. He goes, and some friends loaned me some gear because, you know, he was with the pinnacle for a while and he goes, but I am the TNT champion and no one can take that away from me. And I go, ah, but they did. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I made myself laugh. I'm fine with it. I thought it was hysterical. Um, actually I got to back up the Danielson thing. I just realized I didn't even say this. So there was hints and talks and people have asked him, are you going to do the G one climax? And he kept saying, well, I don't think Tony's going to want his AEW champion to be away. Um, Cause he was promoting that he's going to be the champion. Yeah. If he beats him at revolution, I think the time away, I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the G1 Climax for New Japan. I think he wants to do that before he's done with his career. That would make sense. I think that'd be really cool because it would allow him to have several matches. I'm sure they'd all be bangers. And then he could call it a day, you know? Dude, every year Okada's in the thing pretty much. Oh, God. All right, you take out your Jay White, right? But you still got Tamatanga. You got Shingo Takagi. You got Evil Sonata. You got Hiroshi Tanahashi. Tetsuro Naito. Naito, yeah. Ishii. I think Mm -hmm. they've had a match in AEW, but I'm talking about a New Japan match. Like, oh my God. Do you, I mean, I haven't paid attention to the G1 as hard as we used to. I mean, do you remember when Omega ran through? We watched like every fucking night of it. It was really good. So um, I just wanted to bring that up. Wouldn't be shocked if he does that. Danielson Um, Okada, give it to me. 
oh my god, put them in the finals. Mm-hmm. Me, South Park meme, the guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, as you heard in the beginning of our show, Ruby Soho had a great promo. Here's where I have an issue with the fucking crowd is that she was actually doing a really good promo. And I get that sometimes you want to yell at a MJF, shut the fuck up, right? This was her first heel promo. And people were doing a shut the fuck up way too early when she was hitting some real hard uh, points in her, yeah. uh, her promo. You need the hood slam fans. Fuck yes. us. <laughs> nice, I like that. However, she didn't bat an eye. She didn't stutter, skip a word. She stayed solid through. Almost like she was as pissed off as the fact that when she went to the finals of the Owen Hart Cup, she was fucking booed. As a face, beating a heel. Mm-hmm. Things like that. And she mentioned all these things. They go, holy shit. And she, the big, I, I love the whole, all you neck bearded, mouth breathing, I don't know, like stay at home parent, whatever, stay at home with your moms, whatever. She was on, dude. She did a great promo. Now I'm in. I like her and uh, Soraya and Tony Storm. From what I, it's funny you said they're the new uh, outsiders. They are called the outcasts. Outcasts, yep. I, I, <laughs> hold on, let me get my guitar real quick. I can play that. <laughs> um, yeah, all I know is that I'm guessing that some point within the next week, I'm going to have a dream that's going to involve the outcasts and damage control <laughs> and mustache oh rides. My God, damage control. Holy shit! When. Bailey came out. She became a meme in herself last week. And the Woo! best thing is all the newest ones. Hold on, let me pull are it up. Gunther real quick. going I to slap a... someone. <laughs> and it's, well, it's the other one because there was one that was with him with uh, Gigi Dolan and Gunther. Yep. <laughs> um oh, FTR came out. They said they want the guns. So yeah, man, I hope that that's gonna happen long before double or nothing. I do hope it, it now. happens like don't fuck around. Yeah, don't like wait. this week. Don't tonight. Wait. Do it. Yep. Fuck it. On the mm-hmm. fly. So Tony Khan had a special announcement. After Orange Cassidy retained versus G- Jay Lethal with the All Atlantic Championship, he did a promo backstage. And dude, I've he hmm. You know he didn't have a cue card, that's for sure. And I think the line or four that he did before getting this promo started made him forget that he said the previous lines and just kept repeating the same things over and over. Did you see the promo? He got stuck in a loop. Holy shit. He mentioned over and over that the All-Atlantic Championship is upgraded to the International Championship this week, or next week, which would be tonight. We're going to be seeing Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal, and they will be the first International Championship. And this is in partnership with Warner Brother Discovery and the release of Shazam! Fury of the Gods. And because that's being released, we are going to have a new International Champion between Orange Cassidy and Jeff Jarrett. And that's next week. And as you know, we're partnered with Warner... I was like... Am I high or am I like, what is no, going on is. right now? You he know, is. he is. And then you know that it wasn't that planned because when he finished off on one of the words, one of the, I mean, normally they do a fade to black. This was like, they just hit the black button. You know what I mean? Like just skip to the off. color black. That's it. Yep. Just we're done. <laughs> and then in your main event. We had a, I guess, kind of an AEW turn, 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 because 
Hobbs pretty much has been, I guess, face-ish. Everybody's, everybody's been kind of behind him. But him and QT Marshall, for no reason whatsoever, because we needed this to happen, align with each other because apparently a long time ago, QT got Hobbs the job and he owed him one from like two years ago on something that happened on Dark Elevation or some stupid bullshit. Good job. Uh, Booker of the Year took Wardlow and gave him a three-day reign. Yeah, still longer Why than did you even do it? I see reign, but... I I mean, I, I talked about this. I put it in my predictions. I said, you put yourself in a no-win situation. And I'm glad that Hobbs is the title, but you could have done it a better way because you just make Wardlow look like shit even more so than you did before. Wardlow looks you know like what a I piece of done? shit. Got his car broken into, got his gear stolen, and then lost the title. What the fuck? Like, are you trying to bury this guy? And here's the thing. I hope Hobbs, they actually give him a chance to fucking run with this title and steamroll some people and get the people behind him because I've been trying to get behind him for fucking a year and a half now and it still hasn't happened because they're not putting him on TV. But why is QT Marshall? Let him turn on QT Marshall. Fuck. You didn't even. Yeah, thanks. Hey, thanks for your help, but goodbye. And then take him out tonight. I'm okay with that if you want to do that right away. But if you keep aligned with him, worst idea ever. And you're you're supposed to be making him look like a star on his own. And you said that you put themselves in a no-win situation. I think I mentioned this either on air or I did it in the Facebook one, whatever it was. But. What you could and should have done is since you did paint yourself into this corner and you're like, oh, shit, we gave it to Hobbs and we said it's going to be this week. God damn. Um, God, Wardlow, we have to owe you one more. Jump Wardlow backstage. Make Hobbs go completely heel. He goes out and completely thrashes Joe, wins a title. You got a brand new reign. Joe can do whatever he needs to with the, t- uh, the TV title. And now... When Wardlow's ready to come back, that's a huge feud between the both of them. You took what was my spot, and now we have a, ba- a battle of the monsters. Instead, Cutie Marshall got involved. Yep. Makes sense. Again, I would have booked it way better, but I only use logic, and that's probably where my faults are in life. Yeah, and you weren't using Adderall. <laughs> speaking of, I tried it, didn't work. Um, I, no, I speaking of the TV title for Ring of Honor after. Samoa Joe retained versus Tony Deppin this past uh, Thursday. As I had mentioned, we saw in the uh, kind of the spoilers kind of ahead of time. But again, as you're seeing them all play out, it's a little bit different. But Mark Briscoe is out. He comes out and he challenges Joe. So I'm assuming that it's going to be them two at uh, Supercard of Honor. I liked how he came out. And he just goes, Joe, it's been a long time, my man. Like, and, you know, being himself. And Joe goes, wait, you want a shot at this? Any day, any day I get to get in a fight with a Briscoe is a day I'm in for. You're on. I go, oh, I'm in automatically. Just that's how Joe sells shit. He didn't yep. need to. That's what I'm saying. You could have very easily had Hobbs just struck him. Insert him into the. You should have just inserted him into the match. If you win the ladder match, you're going to go into the. You'll be a part of a triple threat. Well, Daniel Bryan, you into the match. So many other ways you could have booked it. Now Wardlow looks like, looks like a bitch. A bitch. Looks like a bitch. <laughs> um, so tonight is in Winnipeg. Kind of a, a pretty decent night ahead. Um, not only are you going to get Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett for the new international championship, which is coinciding with Shazam, Battle of the Gods, and Battle of whatever the fuck else, um, but we are also getting a triple threat Trios match as two Winnipeggers 
are going to be main eventing this match. You have the Jericho Appreciation Society, which is going to be Jericho, Guevara, and Garcia versus the House of Black and versus the Elite. So Kenny Omega and Jericho, both Winnipeggers, are going to be there in the main event. House of Black, we're like, we'll take you both on. To me, I think it's just an attraction for Winnipeg for the night, and I think uh, tonight House of Black retains, no doubt. Yeah. Hang on, wait, I'm sorry. That's Again, too sensible. Logic. I don't want to say no doubt. <laughs> My luck is it's probably going to be the Jericho Appreciation Society. Yeah, dude, could you imagine that? Jesus I Christ. don't want to, so let's let's move on from there. Uh, also, um, I, I did miss this. Uh, MJF is having his rebar mitzvah, mitzvah tonight. Have you seen the pictures online of no. his? <laughs> okay, everyone... Just do yourselves a favor and Google pictures of MJF's Ba Mitzvah <clears throat> from when he was a kid. It was WWE themed. And instead of the WWE logo, long before the Miz did it, he spun it upside down and did the M logo for for Maxwell. Maxwell. Huh. And not only did he have this as a WWE themed party, he had women in bikinis who were wearing such logo, and they were all dancing around him. This does not look fucking photoshopped. I got to be honest with you; it looks real, and I, I assume it is, especially with how he looks. Just find it, look it. It's fantastic. And tonight he's doing one for himself as the champion. I'm excited to see this. This to me is like when you had what is it, the Festival of Friendship, right? It was a huge thing with uh, oh, Jericho yeah, and Kevin Owens, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to this segment. I usually hate talking segments, but I'm ready for this one. Um, but anyway, for also with Ring of Honor uh, this past Thursday, Wheeler Yuta did defeat Timothy Thatcher, and then Clark Can- Connors came out, and he's challenging him for this week. So he's just going to keep running through people, I guess. And Athena defeated Willow Nightingale uh, to retain the ROH Women's Championship. Whoopee. Yeah, pretty much. And on SmackDown... I've been calling it for quite some time, and I think I'm going to be right overall. But in a five-way match, two guys won the match. Correct. Sheamus and Drew McIntyre won the five-way match to face Gunther at WrestleMania. But now this Friday, they're going to face off one-on-one. Oh, gee. A draw? Could you imagine? Just imagine this. Sheamus goes on and wins. And Drew just doesn't even do anything at WrestleMania. It's stupid. So you better at least book this as that triple threat match. You're already there. Just, again, use logic. You're not, well, they're, no, they're not AEW. They're actually doing smart with booking. Um, and again, as I said on Friday, uh, Cody had lined up with uh, Sami Zayn and beat down the Usos. But on Rampage, like I said, I would never have anything to talk about with Rampage. And this one, I, I do. The only important thing is that Mark Briscoe came out and announced... That at Supercard for Honor, we are going to have the Reach for the Sky ladder match. And it's for the tag team titles. And the first team that has been announced, the Lucha Brothers. Okay. Hey, I've been saying the the bros are doing nothing lately. Yeah. They they should be tag team champions. Right? I mean, I know that they were technically the trios champions throughout that series, but whatever. This, to me, I, I'm all about. Let's. I don't know who else they're going to put into this. Probably be 
Menard and Parker, you know, like a lot of other guys, because they can't I mean, really fill up a whole Ring of Honor. They can't fill up a Ring of Honor team, can they? Or set up? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you got Bennett in uh, Taven. Taven. Yeah. Yeah, that actually that, is a good one. I, yeah. I like them, and I'd be okay with them winning this, too. Yeah. They were tag champs anyway at mm-hmm. one point. Actually, they were, and the Briscoes beat them on the final battle pay-per-view, the very last uh, event. Well, you know, under the real Ring of Honor. All right. Um, real quick, we're just going to bust through what has been announced so far and what is rumored for WrestleMania 39. We know we got Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Uh, John Cena is taking on Austin Theory for the U.S. title. Logan Paul and Seth Rollins is official. Charlotte Flair is going to be defending and hopefully dropping the title to Rhea Ripley. You have to pull the trigger on her, especially after making her lose at WrestleMania 36 and blaming it on visa issues. Uh, The women's title for Raw will be Bianca Belair defending against Asuka. I think both women have to drop their titles, by the way, just looking at this now. And again, the six women tag, the Damage Control versus Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch. By the way, I heard Corey Graves actually use these words. He goes, and now it's going to be a trios match at WrestleMania. Did they adopt the word trios? Because they never use that word. That they was never. They every other company but them. Yeah, they never. They definitely never used it. But I mean, you also got to figure Vince was very tight on speech. We know that, so they're, it might just be because they're starting to loosen up. And the match everybody's been waiting for is Brock Lesnar and Omos. And here's some matches that are almost going to happen. Rumored but not set are Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley. So far, mm-hmm. Edge and Baylor. I'm sure tonight will make that difference on Raw. And right. when I say tonight, I mean Kayfabe Pal. Uh, Sami Zayn and Owens to take on the Usos. And the triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship is probably what it's looking like. Yeah. But we know Gunther is going to be defending against someone at WrestleMania for sure. Dude, let's get a table. Just bring it, bitch! Oh my god! Yes, YouTube. Thank you for this offer. I would like to see Mandy Sachs, aka Mandy Rose, <laughs> being interviewed by Renee Paquette on your oral sessions slash just the sessions. Had it on in the background while I was working today, and. Uh, it, she talked about her NXT title reign and how she actually got a standing ovation and a thank you, Mandy, after that match went off the air that night. Hmm. And then fucking fired, by the way, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, I got to say, first and foremost, I genuinely like Renee as a host in these hmm. things. She is very chilled, laid back. If you watch them, she's sitting there just drinking a coffee and talking with them. And But she makes jokes and... and Gets on their level. She's down to earth. I just like wa- listening and watching her. Um, I don't like how AEW uses her. They're using her the yeah, exact same way that they did in WWE. I don't like it. Terrible. Um, but <laughs> Renee goes, so I have to bring this up. Um, is it true that you have a rating system for all the guys who slide into your DMs and send you dick pics? And she, Mandy just busted out laughing and she goes... I do. I do rate them. And I was like, oh, my God. And she's with Tino Santabali, if you remember him from NXT. Sabatelli? jacked up. Yeah, maybe that's whatever. Yeah. Sa- yeah, Sabatelli. Thank you. Um, he's basically, to me, he looked like a very doubled or tripled up sized uh, EC3. He just looked just like him to me. Oh, okay. Um, but they are together. And she kept mentioning him in the thing. She, like, she goes, look at... He is very supportive of me doing these 
not fans only. What is it? Fan cam or some shit that she's only on fans or, or oh yeah no it's, it's not, something else yeah it's some other site I think Grand or, Army or if, whatever it was but something she, like that she, yeah well there's one where she's, she's you know because uh, Buster actually you know did some research on that one and he's actually in one of those videos like she's just straddling him and just yeah lucky lucky bastard yeah, no shit but he uh, but she said she goes. I'm sorry to break the news to all you guys. Anybody, you can slide anything into that DM. I'm not leaving him. And he's comfortable in his skin. He's very supportive. And I was like, good for him. Couldn't be him. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, every day I'll be like, Jesus Christ, stop doing what you're doing. Everybody's seeing what I get to see. But whatever. Anyway, that being said. Yo, do people, and I've heard a lot of girls on social media. This is what Bring It to the Table is about. It could be about wrestling. doesn't have to be about wrestling. But I see social media about it. I see a lot of things. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> she goes, we all get them. Renee even says, she goes, no, we all get them. Yo, who does this shit? Who is sending a picture of their dick to just any woman at all? A, unwarranted. Because you know Mandy's not like, well, send me your dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. That being said. They're the same guys why? who try things they saw in pornos with their girlfriends and wonder why they get upset when they do it. Look at I'm not trying to be weird or anything, but I like what I got. I know it's function, but not a good looking fucking thing to look at. You know, you know not a whole lot of genitalia generally no. is a good thing to look at up no. fucking close. You know, like like if it, would you like to send would you like me to send a picture of my post? Not even close. I'm good. I'm all right. We're good. You want some of these? Nope. <laughs> Nobody wants any of those. Here's some free advice for any of you that have ever thought about doing this or have done it. Have done, yeah. One, don't. <laughs> Two, even if your girl requests it, don't. <laughs> yeah. Does anybody understand the internet? Like, look at if even if you go, look at I'm going to send it to you, and I want you to delete it from your phone right away. A, they're not doing that. Yeah. Everybody else is seeing that. But B, look at man, I had a conversation. I've never looked up Elmer's glue a day in my fucking life on my phone. But I had a conversation with my friend Co about Elmer's glue. Amazon was like, "Do you want a fucking 10 pack of Elmer's glue?" The fuck? And that's off listening. Oh, to I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah. You throw a picture of your oh, dick yeah. out there, it's billions of people are already seeing it, man. So I'm like, yeah. "Why are guys sending this and sending it to Mandy Rose? Do you think she's seriously right. like, "Huh?" I think I need to reevaluate what I am doing in life. Look at this. Yeah, let me reach out to this young fella. (laughs) I don't know. It bothered me when I was listening to it. I was laughing, and she goes, oh, I rate them. She goes, you don't want to know how I rate them. She goes, some are like, you know, emojis laughing. I thought it was hysterical. So anyway, I'm saying I, I overall, besides don't send dick pics, I genuinely like listening to Renee as a podcast host. I think she's just... She makes the people get comfortable in talking. I liked how she did it with Omega. It was actually Mm. a pretty good interview. She leads well, but lets them talk. Doesn't over talk. She doesn't interrupt people the way, like the way that you do on this show. Oh, you son of a bitch. (laughs) All right. What do you bring to the table? Ah, You fucking, I got a pot calling the kettle black over here. All right. I'm not going to get too much into how I found this. Uh, Let's just say that I've been involved with, uh, decluttering a hoarder's living space or former living space. Uh, I'm not here to call anybody out. Kayfabe, pal, you know, I'll, I'll talk to you about it off air. But 
anyway, we're going through a lot of shit and, you know, just getting rid you of stuff. You find a lot and, of nudie mags? Uh, no, no, no. And thank <laughs> God I did. And you'll understand when I tell you why. But, I mean, we just we were just finding, like, random shit. Again, it's, it's, it's a hoarding situation, so you just find random shit. Uh, I found a master lock backpack lock. I've never heard of a backpack lock. It's a very small lock. Um, but uh, what's more interesting is not the lock itself. It's who's on the cover. <laughs> Buff Bagwell. <laughs> if you want your lock to never get broken into, you need to have a buff lock. So Buff Bagwell. And it says Buff Daddy. And it says free WCW keychain with purchase. See back for details. Now this is from fucking the year two thousand. So it's twenty three years old. And it's funny, I'm gonna read this to you. Buff Bagwell. Wait, 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 wait. Is this from WCW or WCW is sponsoring this thing? Sponsoring. Okay. It's Master Lock. It's Master Lock. Okay. I was going to say, because if they were mass producing these, I think I figured out why they went out of business. (laughs) Yeah, no shit, right? So, Height 6'1", 247, hometown Marietta, Georgia. Signature moved the Buff Blockbuster. With devastating looks and an ego as enormous as as his biceps, Buff the Stuff combines a unique blend of power and quickness to subdue his foes. Always on Bagwell's crazy antics in and outside the ring make women love him and men want to be like him. The best part is there's a little form on the back that you can send in to get your authentic WCW keychain. On a whim, I'm going to photocopy this form. I'm going to fill it out and I'm going to send it in. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to see what happens. (laughs) <laughs> the, the postmaster like, is gonna be like, this place has been down for over twenty years. What dude, the fuck? The best part is, you know how old this is. One, it's a form that you actually have to fill out and send in, and there's not even a spot for email address. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old it is. <laughs> you know what? You know what you're gonna get for this. It's going to go to a warehouse that also contains... I bet you they still have them all. 50,000 an hour CD, and you're going to get one of those. And <laughs> They're going to send me the whole back. box of keychains. <laughs> <laughs> that is ridiculous, dude. That's that's pretty awesome. I'm impressed yeah. with that. Um, let us know how that goes. I can't wait for the bring it to oh, the yeah, table. Oh, yeah, I can't like, wait. Look what came in the mail. <laughs> I hope it does. I'm holding out hope. You know what's funny? That probably gets forwarded to, let's see, not Bischoff, maybe Ted Turner. So, well, no, because it's actually, actually, let me make sure. Oh, the master lock. Yeah, it's probably sent to follow instructions, postcard with name, store purchased, and when UPC. Right at the bottom, can I please meet Master Lock? Yeah, so master lock's still in 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 business, so maybe they still have the keychain. Dude, it's going to be hilarious because you know what they're going to do. I'm about to sneeze. They're going to send me some other shit. Well, unfortunately. Oh, 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 fortunately, oh, bless you. Unfortunately, that promo ended 23 years ago, uh, and we no longer have those keychains in stock. But here's a brand new master padlock. Yeah, I'll probably get something dumb like that. Or maybe they'll have, or maybe somebody that processes the form will actually be a wrestling fan and be like, oh, no shit. Here's my fucking Buff Bagwell action figure. (laughs) I just want to see what happens. Maybe. Hey, maybe it'll get forwarded to WWE and you'll get something out of it. Well, since you guys bought the rights to this company, we're going to send this to you. Yeah, I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. All right, man. Hey, why don't you tell everybody what happened this day in history? I'd be happy to. Do you know that on this day in history, 
Vince McMahon told somebody, You're fired! <coughs> Sneeze and cough all in the same segment. Nice. I like that. Let's go to the wars. <laughs> Why do you have to keep cutting me off? <laughs> Marty, you've got to come back with me. Where? Back to the future. Wait a minute, Doc. Well, what are you talking about? What happens to us in the future? Will we become assholes or something? Give me a hell yeah! You want a war? You're going to get me. Mick Foley is going to win their world title. Has been paid for by the New World Order. Come on, Vince. Step into the ring. My God, the battle lines have been drawn! The Generation X invades WCW tonight! Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass! Have a nice day! We got you! You know, Giants, you're lucky that I'm the 1998 Cannonball Champion of Spring Break. Living for that moment is what drives every superstar. In that spotlight shines the reward, justification for countless hours of dedication, of heartbreak. End of the pain caused by unseen potholes along the way. There is no one road to WrestleMania. For Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin, the journey began in their home state of Texas. But that's where the similarities end. San Antonio's favorite son took a path befitting the flash and flamboyance of Texas's number one tourist town. For the pride of Victoria, it was the no-nonsense, plain-talking, straight-shooting approach you'd expect from a tough guy in a working man's town. Ironically, two Texans who embarked on divergent paths so many years ago are now on a collision course. You know, for as long as we have done this uh, podcast, I'm pretty sure that every time we have brought up either promo packages, how... Uh, you know, a build-up to a match is done. Or if we've ever talked about Austin and Michaels, I love to refer to one of the segments that we will be talking about on Raw. Um, and you got to hear a little bit of a glimpse of it, which is the package of Sean as well as a package about Michaels. Very well done. And, you know, even though they had a match with each other a couple of times already, one notably at King of the Ring uh, in 97, this was a huge buildup, and they made it huge. They don't do video packages like this one anymore, man. It just was, I, I like this one a lot. So let's talk about it. But the night before was WCW Uncensored. Two nights before. You remember? Raw was on a yes, Tuesday. Yes, you're right. It was a Tuesday. You're right. We have three nights of wrestling here. Um, I, I do got to say that through my journey of finding old things, a year ago was Uncensored. And that is where, if you remember, Piper was in the ring, 
and he was being interviewed by Gene. He was just saying random things. And he's like, and it's going to be uncensored. And then just kept like putting his hands out. Oh, dear God. Yeah. That's not happening this year. No. Well, I think ultimately this was a halfway decent pay-per-view. Let's see if I'm right or if I'm wrong. So it is Uncensored 98, Mobile, Alabama. I wonder if Hennig's there. Uh, you get Shivani, Tanay, and Heenan on commentary. We open up with Eddie versus Burker T for the TV title. Eddie's got Chavo with him. Chavo's in street clothes. Doesn't look too happy to be there. Uh, Booker keeps, uh, keeps control pretty early on the match. Uh, Eddie ends up taking over, working the knee and the leg. You know, your typical heel shit. Uh, Eddie does a crossbody to the floor. Looks like he bricked it. Commentary was trying to cover it, saying it was like a flying headbutt or something. Um, but yeah, Booker retains. Chavo didn't do anything. He literally just sat at ringside, and he kind of looked happy when Booker won. Commentary calls it out. Uh, Eddie comes out, and they shove, but they make up. Uh, and as Chavo's walking away, Eddie jumps him. Uh, this was a solid match, man. This was a fucking good match. It's not a barn burner. But again, you got Booker T opening the pay-per-view, putting on a fucking good match. You know, I don't know if they ever really lock up on SmackDown when they're both on the same brand together uh, yeah. for quite some time. I don't know if they ever really have any matches, but you're right. This was pretty solid. And it's something that you mentioned, and I'm like... I had to black out for some of what you were saying after because I watched the match and I didn't need to necessarily hear it. But um, you said, you know, working, working the knee, working like, you know, typical heel shit. Not anymore. Yeah. Do you know that your typical heel is still just trying to do as many jumpy, flippy moves as mm-hmm. you are? I'm like, no one tries to ground their opponent anymore. And, and work a body part other than just doing multiple flips and jumps on top of said body MJF. part. MJF. Really? Yes. It? Yeah. Yeah. So. Just, I don't know. It was just, to me, I, uh, it, it, as soon as you said it, I was like, God damn, I miss good heels. But yeah, it was a, it was a solid match for an opener. And, you know, just to reiterate this card, we have a steel cage match with uh, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. And we have a world title match. And that is Sting and Scott Hall. So, and, oh, I'm sorry, Bret Hart versus Kurt Hennig. A pretty big night, and this opened this way. So, I think you're right that decent pay-per-view, but pen to paper. Then when the camera's on, what happened? Let's We're going to get there. We're going to get there, yeah. So, yeah. All right, so next match you get Conan versus Juventud Guerrera. Uh, they call it a special challenge match. Don't know why. The ending. Everything was, needed a name. Remember that yeah, shit last yeah, right. year? It was yeah, like this is a special grudge match. <laughs> yeah, this is, it's not as bad as it used to be. So I love the ending of this match. Basically, what happens is uh, Conan hits a move. I forget what move it was, but uh, goes for a cover. Hoovy kicks out at two, and Conan kind of does the thing where you kind of just roll over and you're like, oh, catch your breath, and you're like, oh fuck, I only got two. And then Hoovy just gets him in a crucifix pin and wins. Nice. I mean, I know we talk about the roll-ups and the schoolboys and all that. This was a little bit different, though. It was a crucifix because literally he was just laying there and just rolled over, nowhere. grabbed them, and pinned them. And they, again, it's things that you don't do that are very simple. That's a that's a simple ending way to have the underdog win. I like it. Mm-hmm. So there were a couple botches in this match, but honestly, this was even better than the first match. I would have opened with this match. Easy to say that in hindsight. Interesting. Yeah, it was. I thought it was. I but thought you know it was what? Good. I feel like maybe this is a little bit of a nice nod for 
the cruiserweights because I feel like they're always opening, so maybe they were allowed to have the second match. Well, I don't you know. Go. It's interesting to see that both or how that went in order. Hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of cruiserweight, that's your uh, your next match. You get Malenko versus Jericho. Uh, Jericho has a thousand and four on his tights, referencing the amount of holds that he does, which is fucking great. Man, there was a bad spot. Malenko went to do that avalanche gut buster, which he normally fucking nails, but Jericho, like, he didn't get him all the way up, and Jericho kind of landed on his head, and Malenko's head, it looked, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, they were able to pull it off, though. Um, Jericho gets the lion tamer on. They tease Malenko getting to the ropes. Big pop when he almost does. Jericho drags him back and kind of kneels down, like, into the actual lion tamer. Malenko taps. This was another banger, man. Three for three. The first three matches were fucking phenomenal. They were great. Um, and I the feel pu- like all participants for the first three matches all got together and they're like, look at, look at the order later. <laughs> they're going to bomb the fuck out of the end of this pay-per-view. Yep. Let's be the wrestling. You know yep. what I mean? And, yeah. I'm not saying it bombed. <clears throat> I'm just saying well, for what your main events were. Exactly. Your build-ups and... Eh. Yeah. So uh, Gene comes out on the ramp and Jericho goes walking up and he thinks that Gene's going to, you know, interview him and he doesn't. Gene just walks right by him, gets in the mat, in the, in the ring with Malenko. Malenko's obviously pissed off. Um, and Gene fucking tears into him. He's like, you know, everyone thought you were going to win, but you didn't. Malenko's close to tears. Gene goes, I've known you since you were a kid. I knew your father. You should have won and you didn't. You're 0-4 at major events. You're a bona fide loser. Where do you go from here? I'm like, God damn, Gene. And Malenko. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, Malenko just goes, <laughs> home. Home. And he slinks off. I, as soon as this uh, promo began and he started berating him, I go, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I remember all of this. And if yep. you remember where this leads to and outcomes, I fucking love it. And this mm-hmm. is exciting to see again. Well, uh, real life plays into it a little bit, too. It does. Yeah. And it's it was really just, I love it. But seeing Gene just lay into him, Bro. it's funny because for the last couple of weeks, I've seen him become kind of just meh, the interview. It's kind of stale. And I'm like, miss the days of him and woman and all that oh, shit that, that we yeah. were seeing. It was just fun. And watching him just turn it up and start yelling at someone. I was like, oh, shit. Good segment. Yeah, no, it was great. Again, the pay-per-view, bumping. Yeah, I mean, that we're three for three. You can't go yeah. wrong with that. Uh, you see Raven you? backstage with the uh, website team. What's that? <laughs> it's like, well, can you? Yeah, Wait a minute. Wow, yeah. there you go. Uh, Raven's backstage with the website team at the internet location is what they call it. Um They've got the guy, it's two It's two guys, it's the on-the-road guy, I can never remember his fucking name, does the 1-800-COLLECT, on-the-road with Gene Snitsky. Oh my god, the guy with the <laughs> porn mustache that I yes, had. Yes, uh, pretty much, yeah. Shit. Yeah, good enough. Keep talking, and some I'll other, figure it out. And some other dude that looks oddly familiar, but I can't pin down who it was. Doesn't matter. Next, you know, well, they, they can't all be winners. Uh, Scott Lee, Steiner. Lee Marshall. Lee Marshall, there you go. Thank you, sir. I was about to say Moriarty. Moriarty. <laughs> Uh, Scott Steiner versus Lex Luger because why would he why would he fight his brother on the pay per view that makes too much sense. But Rick does come down he distracts Scott and Luger's able to hit the forearm and get the pin, and it turns into a shit show because Norton comes out he takes out Rick, but Rick escapes and gets in the ring for a face off. Scott goes to use a chair on him he dumps Scott to the floor. Meh. 
It's a fucking Nitro match. Exactly. Okay. And a lot of these matches are going to have similar uh, outcomes towards the end. It's going to be like yeah. watching a Nitro. Yeah. All right. So, all right. Three out of four ain't bad. <coughs> Next, you get Raven versus Benoit versus DDP for the U.S. title. It's a triple Jeopardy match. Uh, so, it's basically a three-way butt counts fall anywhere. Uh, they start up a couple times by doing three-way tie-ups. I thought that was interesting. Um, what I really liked about this is the, all the pyro that went off. It The smoke was hanging in the air, and it really gave the match a really cool ambience. It was, you know what I mean? It just, it, it seemed yep. dank, and, like, people were smoking cigars. It made it seem like the early 80s, you know, back in Blood the day. Blood show. Yeah. Um, yeah, they worked their way up the ramp. DDP puts a trash can over Raven. Benoit DDP smash it with crutches. Uh, Benoit and Raven throw DDP into the uncensored sign twice. And when I say into the sign, it was like a backlit sign. So it was like a, a cabinet where he went through the plexiglass and into where the lights were. And they sent him into that thing twice. It was pretty fucking brutal. Uh, Raven fucking straight up picks up a table that's like stand, stood up. Not like a, not one that's folded up that he pulled out. Just a table that's sitting there. He picks it up and throws it at Benoit. I thought that was fucking cool. Then Raven goes and gets one of those red velvet ropes like to keep the line in order. Starts choking Benoit with it. It's at that point I see a kitchen sink laying on the floor, which isn't, isn't the first time they've done that. Uh, Benoit brings Raven back to the ring. You see DDP crawling back to the ring, cut up and bleeding from all that plexiglass fucking shredding him. Uh, Benoit, here's where you get some cool spots. Benoit has a sleeper on Raven. DDP gets in. He puts the sleeper on Benoit. So you've got your three-way sleeper. But Raven just drops to his ass and jawbreakers Benoit, which jawbreakers DDP. Then you get Benoit going to do his triple German suplexes. After he does two, DDP grabs Benoit and Germans them both. Fucking great. Then Raven grabs Lodi's sign and hits DDP with it. You're like, what the fuck? And he pulls the sign apart, and it's a stop sign. <laughs> they wrapped a stop sign in the signs. Again, <laughs> it's fucking... Raven sets up a table. He puts DDP on it. Benoit uses the stop sign on Raven. Uh, BBC... DDP sends Benoit to the floor, hits the avalanche cutter to Raven on the table, which didn't break, uh, and gets the win. I'm going to say that... I think I've made it clear before that these all-over-the-arena hardcore fights are not my... It's not really what I like, but this match was pretty fucking good. We're four for five. WCW falls count anywhere matches, especially when Benoit and Sullivan were involved, were just hit the shitter, fight in the hallway, fight back through the crowd, get back in the ring, end. Um, this not only was fantastic for the card, for match five at this point yep this one stole the show for me best match of the night yeah i mean yeah i have to kind of agree with it there was a lot of action everybody got their shit in kind of it was some hardcore shit some good wrestling some good spots again there's uh, some other bouts that are coming up that should be living up to some huge hype i just think that this one maybe it's me marking for benoit and i'm also a 
DDP fan, not really that big a fan of Raven, but man, yeah. this was really great to watch. And I, and it's one of those things where I was like, yep, this was Raven and his element. I remember this. I like it. it it's, it's what back in the day I was like, I did like him enough to like during right. the time, but I'm not one of those like <laughs> hardcore Raven fans. Mm. Yeah. I don't know if anybody really is. So, right. So four out of five, not bad. Well, here we go. <laughs> you get Nash Versus the Giant. Giant's still in his neck brace. Nash takes it off at some point in the uh, match. Giant sets up for a powerbomb. Yeah, go ahead. And by the way, this is this was supposed to happen in Starcade 97. This is four months in the making, if not more. This is the biggest match we've been waiting for. Two very big Giants. Well, they had the match at the one pay-per-view. That's where he almost got dropped on his heat. They did That's the point, already. is it never really finished. Ah, uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. To me, I'm sorry. Well, there is that too, but okay, well, correct. Well, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> it still ain't ending. Uh, <laughs> Giant sets up for a powerbomb. Brian Adams comes in, he hits Giant in the back with a bat. Conan and Vincent join in. But the Giant fights back, he gets the bat, and he breaks it over his knee. I don't care. I popped. I popped for that. Yeah. Uh, he choke slam Vincent and Conan. He sets up on Adams, but Nash has another bat, and he breaks it full swing over Giant's shoulder. Giant hulks up the NWO powders. This was not a good match, but the bat spots were pretty cool. That is how I would have ended a Nitro. Yeah. The bat spot breaking mm-hmm. and all that, uh, that would have been perfect. Yeah. End Nitro that way. There that you go. is a build up to a pay-per-view. And then have a match. Yep. But... Rinse and repeat. Let's go. So that was what? Four for five. So now we're definitely four four for six. six. So it was four for five ain't bad. Now four for six is okay. Yep. All right. So next you get Kurt Hennig versus Rick versus Brett with Rick Rude. I have it the way I have it written. It keeps fucking me up. Um, At one point uh, during the beginning of the match, you see Kurt Hennig take a sign. It's a Canadian flag from the fan. Rude rips it up. Brett gets the sharpshooter on maybe five minutes into the match five maybe, to six yeah. minutes in yeah not not very uh it was pretty quick but uh rude the rest checking on Hennig and rude comes in and clocks brett and again a heel Hennig starts working the leg and the knee uh rude gets involved a lot Hart kicks out of the Hennig plex which heenan sold the shit out of that he goes i've never seen anybody kick out of that I think Brett did. Anything. I don't think many have at that <laughs> no. point. I don't. It's remember like the razor's edge. A lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it's like the razor's edge. Yeah, a lot, nobody really kicked in, out of that. Um, Brett Hart reverses a sunset flip into a sharpshooter. Uh, Rude tries to make the save, but Henning taps out before he can get there, and they just start beating down Brett. Rude hits the Rude Awakening. He was jacked. He, he, this must have been a night for him where he's like, "God damn it, I can't wrestle anymore. Fuck that. I'm getting my shit in." He was fucking late. They're working out the match. So when can I get the sharpshooter in? All right, but when do I take a bump? <laughs> yeah, right. No, it was, it was look, it didn't it's not your normal Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig it versus wasn't. Bret Hart. It match. was very slow, WCW very paced. Monday Nitro match. Yeah, it was it was very paced, but but again, they didn't end the match with a schmaz. They they saved it for afterwards. They kept that rivalry going. Brett wants to take down the NWO while, you know, they he still got to, he, he beat Kurt, but he still got to deal with them. Makes getting sense. screwed by everybody. <laughs> getting screwed by Kurt. Getting screwed by Rude. 
this is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Remember when that happened, though? We were like, he is kind of getting fucked by everybody, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the beauty of watching this shit over and over. It is. All right. So next you get Scott Hall versus Sting. Uh, Scott Hall has Dusty with him. You know, I know Macho. Wait, now let's recognize that that's a world championship. I That's literally my first note. I know that Macho's over as fuck and that Hogan is still Hogan. But really? I know. Well, the feud, if you really look at it, okay, you are, this is one of the very few times they've ever done this, if at all, to put the world title as not your main event. Mm. Man, I wonder if it becomes a, a deal with, as well, when Goldberg becomes champion. I can't remember. I feel like he does it, like, midway in Hogan and a tag team of Rodman or something like that. They end the pay-per-view at, like, Bash of the Beach or something. I'm pretty sure it's something uh. like that. Um, but anyway... The buildup between Hall and Sting is I won that 60-man battle royal. I just, I have the spot. Between Hogan and Savage, it's been who runs the NW. Whoa, brother, 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 brother. Right. Your girl is banging everybody in the locker room. There's a lot of shit going on. Deservedly, it should be set up this way. I'll give it that. One very few times I'll actually be okay with this. Yeah, I mean, I get it, but still, it's just WCW. Yeah, no, I agree. Poor Sting. He's officially got the world championship after all the bullshit at Starcade, and he had to wait all the way to Super Brawl, finally wins the championship, and you are co-main eventing, as they like to bulk up the wording for people. But yeah, poor Sting. Yep. So there's a really cool spot where they collide uh, during an Irish whip. Hall falls flat on his back. Sting kind of backs up into the ropes and falls headfirst right into Hall's crotch. It was fucking... Everybody got a good pop for that one. I almost feel like that was a dusty spot. <laughs> then you're going to fall right into his nest, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of dusty, dusty, uh, the ref is distracted with Scott Hall. Dusty slips in and hits a fucking elbow drop on Sting, rolls out. Uh, let's see, uh, Hall covers him, kicks out. They set up for the Scorpion Deathlock, but Dusty's on the apron. Sting clocks him. Uh, we get a ref bump. Dusty tosses the knucks to Hall. He uses them. Ref is slow getting back, but he counts. Sting kicks out. Uh, best part is right after that, Hall sets up for the Outsider's Edge, but the knuckles are sticking out of his trunks. You can still see them. <laughs> like, he didn't get him in there all the way. So. That's awesome. It was fucking hilarious. Uh, he gets him up, and at first it looks like he's having trouble getting Sting up there, but I think it's because of the spot. Sting starts kicking his legs. He slips down. Death drop, three count. Sting does the suck it gesture to Dusty, and that's that. It wasn't a great I match. think he half-botched that end. Or not half-botched. I think he... Had trouble getting him up on the you on think that so? first one. Yeah. Maybe. He did. He did. Well, unless he, well, because he did have to back up where Dusty could give the push of the foot for the outsider's edge. If you oh. notice, like he gave like a little shove. So maybe <clears throat> Sting was like, no, we got to back up. Maybe it's that. But it looked like we, he couldn't get him up, up on the first shot. But maybe that's because they called an audible in the room. I don't know. Uh, personally. Yeah. Who knows? Wasn't there. Yeah, it wasn't a great match. But it was what it was. It got the pops. So well, now I think we're four for eight. Yeah, well, we're getting back to our 50-50. Uh, we get a quick ad for Spring Stampede, which is going to be April 19th. Uh, and then we get my, Michael Buffer out to announce the main event. It's Hogan versus Macho in a cage match. This is to see who is going to be in control of the NWO. 
this uh, lives up to your expectations uh, when you think of WCW pay-per-view main events, especially ones involving Hogan. Uh, and the NWO. Hogan, yep. Hogan and Macho get color pretty early just from running each other into the cage. Uh, it's hilarious because they both leave the cage at the same time and the match continues. Apparently, that's just a WWF rule. Uh, they just go to the floor for a little bit. They come back in. Um, Macho gets on the top of the cage. Because I think their cage matches have always been you have to get a pin. A pin or submission, been, yeah. You have to escape. Yeah, yeah. It's Even a, it's though you just, walk out the fucking door, apparently, but yeah, whatever. It's a WWF thing, apparently, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Macho hits a double axe handle from the top of the cage. Uh, a, a weird move to hit from the top of the cage, but it's Macho. I mean, that is his move, so... Um, and then the disciple comes down naturally, takes out the ref on the outside, does the same to little Nate on the inside. Macho at this point is on the top of the cage again. Disciple tells us, Hey, why don't you come down? Macho does. Macho got down from the top of that cage pretty fucking quick too. It was impressive. He jumped like from the top of the cage to the top buckle back down to the mat. It's pretty Dude, fucking impressive. He was impressive. smooth and fast when he wanted to get on a turnbuckle, on yeah. a cage, anything he wanted to do. He precision. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. Um, yeah, so he comes down, and uh, it's Macho staring down Hogan and the Disciple, and then Sting repels into the ring. Well, not really. He starts on the top of the cage and looked like he had to get his footing. Then they lower him down inside the ring. They had a little trouble with the aim on that one. You get this long standoff. Macho's looks like he's going to, you know, like he's saying, you tell the Disciple to leave, I'll tell Sting to leave, and we'll just do this one-on-one. And then Macho just hits Sting with a clothesline, hits him with a pile driver. Macho says, fuck this, I'm out. Hogan spits at Macho. Macho says, I don't like you and I never will. And we're out of time on Uncensored Good Night. I guess it'll t- get you to tune into Nitro. I guess, but it, I, I kind of like it though. And fuck you too. See you, Sting. <laughs> I never said you'd be my friend. Now, speaking of Sting propelling, let's talk about Nitro since that's the pay-per-view. Let's do Nitro first, but not only because it's right after the pay-per-view. We're unopposed. Raw's on the next day on Tuesday, so let's talk about Nitro. Let's go. Uh, March 16th, it's Nitro Spring Breakout. They're in Panama City Beach, Florida at Club La Vila. Uh, We've had an event here before. It might have even been last year's spring break. Yep. If not this year before as well. So we start with the NWO music hitting. It's the whole NWO to the ring, except Macho. Uh, Bischoff says, uh, everybody thought NWO was going to split. We're stronger than ever. Hogan sells that he beat the crap out of Macho and that he is back in the NWO. He's saying that Macho is back in the NWO. And uh, uh, great, it's a little slip of the tongue here from Hogan. We got a special surprise for you. It's uh, Macho and Hogan are going to be facing Sting and Luger tonight. And Bischoff calls out that there's no rafters tonight. Where are you going to come down from, Sting? <laughs> well, you just stay tuned and find out. Next, you get Lodi versus Goldberg. Lodi's wearing one of those kids' rafts that goes, like, around your waist. Uh, and he's got goggles and a snorkel. Uh, he has a sign that says something about the big show, which is fucking hilarious. I'm sure it was just a coincidence, but, I mean, obviously it was. Um, Speaking of, I have to say... Yesterday, you and I were texting back and forth. I, I thought it was pretty funny. And I'm like, "Well, get ready tomorrow, big show." And I said, "And I don't mean Paul White." <laughs> thought it was funny, and then yeah, that happens on uh, Nitro. I was like, "Wow, it was a lot of big show references right now." <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, this you you know what this was? Uh, 
It was a less than a minute squash. The flock flocks Goldberg smash. There you go. The flock flocks. I like that one. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) I kill you. You got Gene on the ramp. He's teasing the hotline saying one of the greats is calling it quits and he's gone. I wonder who that is. I'm trying to think. Flair. No. No. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, one news. of the greats is calling the quits. Uh, Dean, going home. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, they probably would tease some dumb shit like that. All right. Well, next you get Fit Finley versus Ultimo Dragon. That just seems like a clash of styles to me. It was okay. Uh, you get Raven hanging out poolside because, uh, you know, they had the ramp that would go over the pool to the ring, which was surround in the middle of the pool. Uh, but they had like a little patio area there. That's where the, the flock was hanging out. The seven palest people on the entire fucking know, roster right? are all hanging by the pool. <laughs> hilarious. Well, it was at night, so there was no sun out. Uh, next, you get Scott Norton versus, uh, with Buff versus Gentleman Chris Adams. Norton wins. Uh, next, you get... Uh, did he have a sim- keychain with him? He did not. I mean, he I, I didn't see it. He might have been throwing them to the fans, but who knows. I mean, that promo wasn't from 2000, so we still got some time. Um, I can't wait to see that ad. I'm sure they have an ad for it. <laughs> it would be great. Um, next, we are at Spring Break, uh, and it's sponsored by Cineburst. You know that because remember Cineburst? Holy shit. Is it that is, still a thing? It is plastered all over the arena. So uh, we get videos of Spring Break, um, the crowning of Miss Nitro, and a large smattering. I like smatterings. Oh, I liked it. But th- is Cineburst still a gum? I don't know. And there was Mintaburst. And there's another one, but they were just throwing that shit. They were throwing out shit out like fucking, like water. They were just tossing it out to the crowd. Sorry, it has nothing to do with. Uh, has this, nothing uh, to do. It has nothing to do with wrestling or a smattering. Or athletics. <laughs> or athletics, yes. Hopefully, it didn't come from Duggan's trunks. <laughs> Next, you get Mike Enos and Wayne Bloom versus Bulldog and Anvil. Um, yeah, Bulldog gets the win with a power slam. Mike Enos gets another full match without an interruption. Going into hour two, Bischoff comes out with Macho and Liz. Bischoff says, Hogan had to beat you within an itch of your life for you to see the light. Welcome back. Macho shoves Bischoff, takes the mic, goes, I never left. I didn't do it for you or for Hogan. I did it for me, okay? For life, for the NWO. I can't do it anymore. Uh, He says he's going to beat Sting (laughs) for the title. He's going to take control of the NWO. Then Hogan will know what it feels like to be at the bottom of the pecking order. He bounces with Liz. Bischoff chases him up the ramp. You ruined the rest of the promo by not staying in character. Yeah, well, I need to be able to talk. We've got a lot more to talk about. Raven versus Benoit. Raven calls out Benoit for costing him the title. Uh, He wins with an even flow DDT to the chair. He's going to end up facing DDP for the U.S. title. Next, Yuji Nagata versus the Cat. The Cat wins. Next, <laughs> Scott Steiner versus Ray Trailer. Uh, trailer clothesline Steiner over the barricade and into the pool. It was good for a laugh. Uh, Bagwell shows up at the end of the match and does this weird thing. Looks like he's going to interfere, not realizing that Scott actually is about to win. Uh, he hits an avalanche Frankensteiner into a Steiner recliner for the win. There you go. <laughs> I shouldn't be out here. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. He was fucking jacked up about that Master Lock promotion. 
We're going into hour three. Uh, you get Chavo come out, and Eddie stops him. And he's like, hey, man, I got a gift for you from my heart. I wear it with Guerrero pride. Her panties. No. Uh, he says, my, it, the, the shirt says, no, you don't. Okay. Talk about no selling. It says, my favorite wrestler is Eddie Guerrero, and on the back it says, cheat to win. Um, apparently, they had some kind of agreement. He said, hey, you lost the match, so you have to do what I say. So Chavo puts on the shirt. Uh, and he takes on Booker T for the TV title. Booker T wins. Uh, next, you get. I did that once to someone, by the way. It wasn't that they had to wear a certain wrestling shirt. Mm. Senior year of high school, this kid was talking a lot of shit. And we played a one on one game. Loser had to wear a shirt the following day to school that said, I lost to so and so. Yeah. He had to wear, I lost to Mark Fantasia. Yeah, that's enough to make Bitch. anybody want to kill themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Your mom's a hoe. No, I'm just <laughs> Let's go. That Next, was fucking wow. <laughs> Next, you get more promotional Cineburst ads and Spring Break tatters. So that was fun. Next, I just looked it up, man. I'm not sure. It doesn't really look like it's out there. I haven't. <laughs> oh, seen did it. you? <laughs> if yeah, I, I don't seem remember. Silent for the I don't last little bit. It. I was really looking up Cinnabarsh gum. <laughs> Um, and if I'm gone for the next 10 to 15 minutes, I went to the Do you remember people say you used to be able to eat the paper with the gum? I No bullshit. As soon as I just Googled it, the first six things came up. It's like, can I chew the wrapper? I go, what the fuck? I want to know if the gum is around. At least people are looking to eat paper. Yep. I just chew the fucking gum. Yeah, exactly. Because it's so hard to open it, you know? Anyway, <clears throat> next you get Reese versus DDP. DDP wins. Uh, next, you get Juventud Guerrero versus Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho gets on the mic pre-match. He goes, he goes, man, I gotta list all my accomplishments here. I, I took care of Ray's knee. I got Juventud's mask. I have the cruiserweight title, and now I got Malenko's dignity. It's like I'm gonna take the clover leaf and call it the maple leaf and make it hold 1,005. Jericho uses the title. He gets DQ'd. He locks in the clover leaf anyway, and he releases it. He goes, you know what? Nah, I don't want that move. No, it's not. It's not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty good. Next, you get Hall and Nash to the ring, and God damn it, they were in their finest spring break gear. I'm going to find that outfit, and I'm going to buy it. I've already got the flip-flop. So. Which Just one? The, the, the shorts hype? and the shirts, the shirts that they had. Both of their shirts were great. I'll get both of them. Your finest uh, Charlie Harper bowling golf kind of shirts. Or not golf, but eh, uh, it's a Hawaiian, Hawaiian shirt. Kind of shirts. Yeah, Hawaiian yeah. shirts. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, your, your finest threads. And, uh, dude, I swear to God, Nash looked kind of drunk. Okay, see, you say that, I thought that about Hall. <laughs> I I swear to God, watching the segment. I mean, it was spring like break. They were, Do you? That's what I'm saying. I think yeah. they were both feeling it backstage. You're like... Yeah, we're not taking bumps tonight with what we really have to do. And go ahead and finish the segment, and you'll understand why. I'm like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm drinking during this tonight. I'm fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. Oh, 100%. I'm with you. Uh, Hall does survey time, and then Nash goes, "Hey, hey, we're at spring break. We're at spring break here, and uh, be nice to the fat girls. They need loving too." <laughs> Jesus Christ! And there was that. Uh, there was that awkward silence after he said it, where everyone's like. Can we, can we laugh at that or uh, <laughs> it was uh. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, Nash calls out the giant for a beating. Giant does come to the ring. He does not wearing the neck brace anymore. 
And Nash says, luckily I have these flip-flops on or else I'd give you a beating. The Outsider's powder, and Nash is like, hey, now you're going to see why I was the 1992 cannonball champion. And he fucking does a cannonball into the pool. (laughs) So, again, yo, we're not wrestling tonight. What do I have to do? We're going in the pool? All right, yeah, I got a a 12-pack back there. I'll be fine with We're good. Uh, Hall powders, but he trips on cables. Giant press slams him into the pool. All right. They both got to go for a swim. There you go. Main event time. Macho and Hogan versus Luger and Sting. We've seen this movie before. We're going to see it again. Hogan and Macho are mouthing off before (laughs) the faces even get to the ring. Luger comes out, but no Sting. (laughs) Oh, no. Keep going? Okay. Well, Uh, I was just, I was thinking to myself, I was like, yo. Paul being drunk and how he is, I'm like, he probably pissed himself in the pool. <laughs> like, ah, I'm gonna Why not? Leave me here for a minute. <laughs> that water is probably... Pre- I bet you that was a heated pool. So, you know, I wouldn't have doubted it. Uh, yeah, so Luger is out there. No Sting. Bischoff says, hey, he ain't coming. There's no rafters. Next thing you know, we see the helicopter. Sting's in there. Who needs rafters? I hated this. Yeah. I effing hated this so much. It took way longer for it to happen. Everything at ringside is flying all over the place. If you weren't ready yeah. for it, goodbye to your program and your fucking coat. Mm-hmm. Okay, I hated Bischoff overselling the fuck out overselling of it. Overselling like it, yeah. He was acting like the thing was throwing him over the guardrail. Mm-hmm. Yet a fucking six-year-old is like, shit, there goes my popcorn and standing still. Yeah. I didn't like it. It took way too long. I didn't care for it. I mean, I get it. It's cool. Propels. Where's the rafters? Meh, 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 meh. Whatever. Pretty much, pretty much. Uh, Macho decks Hogan at one point. Uh, he tries to leave, but Hogan drags him back, throws him into the ring, and it's basically Hogan on the apron, uh, letting Macho take the beating. Um, it looks like Macho gets the tag at one point. Hogan heads to the back, and Macho returns the favor, rolls him into the ring. Naturally, the Disciple gets involved, goes after Macho, rolls him into the ring. Luger racks Hogan. The Disciple interferes. It's a DQ. NWO hits the ring, but Sting and Luger are able to fight him off. And Macho and Hogan fight on the floor. See you live on Thunder. Good night from Panama City. And that's how you end a Nitro. <laughs> Not a pay-per-view match. By the book. <laughs> By the fucking book. All right. Well, at least you could watch all three unopposed hours that night. Now let's talk about the two hours with our march to WrestleMania still. There you go. Raw, Phoenix, Arizona. Shamrock opens up the show going to the ring. Interview with Kevin Kelly. We get a recap of the brawl last week with The Rock and the Nation leaving him on his own. Uh, he asks about Shamrock's temper. Uh, the crowd's already chanting, Rocky sucks. Rock comes to the ramp, followed by the nation. And he's starting to come into his own because we got quite a few fucking of his catchphrases that we all know and love tonight. He says, know your role, shut your mouth, you little jabroni. He says, if you can last two minutes with any member of the nation, I'll give you a shot at the IC title tonight. He volunteers D'Lo. Commentary clarifies that he has to beat D'Lo under two minutes, not last two minutes. Let's get that clear. And they've got the fucking timer on the screen fucking ready to go. They had that thing queued up. Uh, Shamrock says to D'Lo, shut your monkey mouth. Uh, Think about your choice of words next time you say something, Shamrock. You could have used a better word than that. I don't know you. (laughs) Rocky sucks, chants intensify. Shamrock gets the ankle lock on with about 20 seconds left. Rock hits him with the chair. And this is the match with the face shot that we just talked about. Go Jeez. ahead and hit me, you pussy. <laughs> Man, he, dude. And 
we're not even talking an over-the-head shot like he gives no. to mankind 19 Face. times at Rumble. He does it as the, as if the chair is a fucking baseball bat mm-hmm. and side swings directly right into his face. And how Shamrock falls from his knees backwards onto his back looks exactly how I would actually think hitting someone the head would in the head with a chair would really look like. Nobody else actually does it like that. They probably shouldn't for a fucking reason. Uh, but yeah. Well, as soon for- as I saw it. But let me ask you this question. Now, I have seen a lot of things on YouTube when they reproduce. uh, They'll be like, oh, the full match of the day is Undertaker and Triple H at WrestleMania. And they'll edit out any real chair shots that took to the head. When they go to do it, it freezes. Does the peacock freeze? I think we've talked about this. Or did you get full clean shot? Oh, this is a full clean shot. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, and dude, it was so fucked up that even Farouk came in and took the chair away from Rocky. He's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Did you Uh, hear what he said to us? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We come back, so they go to a break. We come back. It's Kevin Kelly in the back uh, showing Shamrock trying to stand up. He keeps falling. Uh, He has a concussion. No shit. Sable comes out to the ring, and she's in the ring probably for a good 30, 45 seconds before she says anything because she's just soaking up all the attention. She calls out Luna and challenges to, to, to a fight tonight. There you go. Then, which might have been one of the most uh, impressive things of the night, is the Phoenix Suns mascot, the gorilla, springboards into the ring, does the flare self-bumps, joins commentary, Puts the headset on, even though he can't talk. Takes JR's hat. Just all fucking coked up. It was fucking great. <laughs> he does some great bumps, though. When he jumps in the air and just That's what lands, I'm saying. He does like, the self-bumps. He just fucking falls. He just, just takes bumps on his own. It's fucking great. It, it, was that Ric Flair? Yeah, that's what I said. The Flair self-bumps. Yeah. Uh, next we get Tom Oh, I didn't Brand- hear you say Flair yeah. self I thought you just said yep. self-bumps. I was just, yep. yeah, okay, gotcha. Uh, Tom Brandy versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, Tom Brandy is back in the Italian flag since Salvatore Sincere Trunks. Maybe he lost his gear because he hasn't been wearing it lately since he went to Tom Brandy. He hasn't wore the Italian flag trunks. He's Tom Salvatore. Salvatore's. Anyway. Uh, yeah. So uh, Jeff Jarrett comes out on a horse. JR goes Oh, to the... Jesus. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But don't forget. You got Tennessee Lee. Yeah. He's talking about the greatest singer, the greatest entertainer. Ain't he great? That's it. Now this is the beginning of Ain't He Great. And I think eventually when Tennessee's gone, it's the Ain't I Great. Um, but when he came in on the horse, I go, oh, Jesus, I forgot they did this. I was like, am I the only one who wants that thing to just randomly kick Tennessee <laughs> Lee in the face right now? <laughs> yep. JR motions to the gorilla. He goes, Hey, I used to work with a guy just like you. Clever. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. I, wait, he didn't really work with Gorilla Monsoon that much. So I didn't know really, if yeah. he was making a. Never mind. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. No, he's not old senile JR right now. Never yeah, mind. No, 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 no. Uh, Jarrett <laughs> wins with the figure four. Next, we get uh, Kevin Kelly in the back. You see Shamrock being stretchered off into the ambulance being taken to the hospital and the rock interrupts and he goes hey i'm concerned who i'm gonna face at mania i gotta find somebody worthy he's like uh, i just laid the smack down on kenny he keeps calling him kenny which is fucking great i love it and then the best part is that rock goes he goes what does he say cole jr back to you 
<laughs> it was awesome. It was, pretty, it was pretty fucking cool. Uh, you get a Mania World Title hype package. I believe that's the uh, that's the uh, Shawn Michaels half of that Sound, of that promo. Yep, yep, yep. 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 pretty yep. long, pretty long. Next, uh, yeah, in I, real time of, hey, and I did not add all the real sounds. I was just giving you some sound clips and how they made it because see, it's one of the very well produced sound clips, as I told you, promo packages. Um, actual runtime of that package, no bullshit, seven to eight minutes, I think, altogether. Yeah. It's a long one. Mm-hmm. And then they have one equally as long for Austin. Austin. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I was, you know, hitting, I was hitting the, you know, the skip ahead thing. I'm like, how the mm-hmm. fuck long does this go? I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so it was, yeah. I just, I'm a fan, and the music was a, a good build up, too. Yeah. Uh, I guess you would call this your WTF segment of the night. You get the Rock and Roll Express with Cornette versus the Headbangers in a handicap match. This is Cornette at his fattest by far. He even talks about it. He was, you know, stress eating, uh, you know, as opposed to just eating because you're a fat ass like me, you know, just stuff in your face. How many goddamn motherfucking cheeseburgers I have to have, (laughs) motherfucker? Uh, Corny won't tag in as you'd expect. The Headbangers win this one pretty quickly. Uh, Cornette gets brought in the hard way. And then Bob, Holly, and Bart gun run in and beat down the headbangers. Cornette announces them as the new Midnight Express bombastic Bob and bodacious Bart. And he goes, but they we're not done yet because those NWA tag titles around the headbangers, and there's only one reason, the rock and roll. And he has the midnight turn on the rock and roll. Listen, in the 80s, you would add my full attention. I'm sure I, I watched that a lot when <laughs> right. I was in the 80s. But not with Bob Holly, and none against Bob Holly, you know, or Bart Gunn. Um, bodacious, bodacious Bart, and bombastic. Yeah, yeah. she's Mister Bombastic. Really oh fun. God. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's every it. time I see that name, I, I remember this. And as soon as he said those names, I I forgot those were the names. I remember them as the Midnight Express. I just thought it was Bob Holly and uh, Bart Gunn, but I forgot it was. Bodacious and bombastic. Yeah, even Cornette looks back on this one with fucking fondness. Jesus. Well, that was pretty much my that was pretty much my reaction to the next part. It was a Jennifer Flowers video package, just making sexual innuendos about all the wrestlers that that are going to be at WrestleMania. Oh, Guinea, yeah, Guinea, Guinea Flowers, Guinea, Guinea. <laughs> Next, you get the gorilla in the ring. He's got he uh, takes off the uh, sun's shirt and he's got a gorilla three sixteen shirt on. But then the lights go out. Kane comes down and choke slams him and tombstones him. Not the first time that that'll happen with them. That feud will continue down the road. Monkey, monkey, my fucking gorilla, you clown. <laughs> anyway, going into the war zone uh, again. Your your WTF moment of the night. I pretty sure i know why this happened again maybe better ways to get there uh actually i'm, I'm jumping ahead here uh, owen goes to the ring he's in an air cast he rolled they show the video of him rolling his ankle in the match against Wyndham. oh i cringed on that one. Oh, he fucking and dude talk about a fucking professional with a fucking heart of a lion because he went on i didn't even catch yeah. it so that's a heart man that's what the hearts do yep yeah I don't care if your ankle's falling off of your fucking body. Too bad his neck wasn't that strong. Uh, he joins commentary. <laughs> he joins commentary. He says, I'm going to be at Mania. Jesus no Christ. It, <laughs> it took you long. 
I thought you meant Stu for a second for some reason in my head, and I go, oh, he meant Owen. And I'm like, well, why would he need a straw? Oh. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, man. It was pretty terrible. Next, you get Chainsaw Charlie versus Billy Gunn, the Good outlaw. Terrible. Good and Sorry. terrible. The outlaws have a dumpster. Road Dogs cutting a promo during the match. Uh, it's funny because they ask Owen about uh, Chainsaw Charlie, and he calls him Terry Funk. Uh, fucking Funk fights back and gets the win. Um, the good guy, the, the faces get the advantage. They tie up Road Dog's feet and lift him up about six feet off the floor. And Cactus cuts a promo and says, "Oh, you don't know how to get you down, so uh, your ass better call somebody." Bang bang. Oh, Cactus, Cactus. Luna's backstage with Goldust. Nobody tells me what to do or when, you little ignorant slut. That's pretty some much old, it. Watching some old school uh, Saturday S- Night SNL. Live. Yeah, Jim, <laughs> you ignorant slut. <laughs> yep. <laughs> ignorant slut. Except that's how she <laughs> says it. Yeah. Jim, you Yeah, try doing slut. that for the whole promo. Yo, my throat hurts after that. <laughs> exactly. Kevin Kelly is in ring, calls Vince the ring. Yeah, who gets booed. Um... Kelly just keeps pulling up the video, and and as you're t- as you're saying that, yeah, he's bringing up the video. I want to chime into this: is that last week I said something, and I said I like where this leads to, and you thought I was actually saying something sarcastic, being like, "Oh, obviously Austin versus McMahon." No, I actually meant this promo. Oh. This is to me him officially firing back. Mm-hmm. For the stunners and everything. So to me, I love this, but please go on. That's why I love This was the big beginning for me. Yeah, it, it definitely says. And it's hilarious because there's a sign in the crowd that says Austin versus McMahon. Well, <laughs> just give it some time. And he says, uh, well, why didn't you hit Austin? And Vince is just doing the corporate answers. Well, I was saving the main event at Mania. Well, how is that saving it? Well, how could Austin compete with a broken jaw? <gasps> Ooh. Uh, they keep referring, they keep showing more of the video, more of the video, and he goes, well, it wouldn't look good if I took Austin down. Another little shot across the bow. Kelly asks him, do you want to see Austin as champ? Well, it doesn't matter what I think, it matters what the fans think. So he asks him again. He goes, uh, you know, as Austin as he is today, being champion would be a PR corporate nightmare. And Kelly says, you still haven't answered the question, the fans want to know the truth. It's not just a no. It's a, oh, hell no. I fucking loved it. And Austin, that's the bottom line because Vince McMahon said so. God damn, it was a good promo, man. Yeah. They they dragged it out a little bit too long, but. Yeah, no. Well, I kind of like that he keeps dodging it. And it's just funny seeing Kevin Kelly in there doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like, now, he had to answer Kevin Kelly for some weird reason. Yeah, yeah, he was asking I hard questions. You. He's apparently <laughs> the only one that can push Vince's buttons, well, besides Austin. Uh, yeah, next we get the Austin portion of the title video package. Uh, yep. Talking about where Austin is from, his beginnings, where he grew up, all that shit. So, yep. Okay, this is the uh, WTF moment. Well, there's actually a couple more, but uh, Triple H comes to the ring. Owen's still on commentary. Uh, yeah, you really a man, a real man wouldn't run or hide or cower behind a desk. I want to match with you tonight for the title. He pushes Owen out of the chair. Owen throws a cup of water at him. They just start fighting. Owen rolls him into the ring and the bell fucking rings. Okay, you're in an air cast in a boot. 
and you're wearing your finest Canadian windbreaker. Again, one of those moments where as soon as this began, I go, oh, I remember this. And do you know why I remembered it? The cast and the fucking windbreaker. I'm not shitting you. Because it's used as a lot of the promos for a promo package for WrestleMania 14, like leading up to it. But I just remembered this whole thing. Yeah. Great, great moment. Go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, brace it. They, they brawl. Uh, China comes down while Owen's on the floor and she takes a bat to his cast, rolls him into the ring. Triple H just gets like a leg lock on him. And the ref rings the bell and gives the win in the title to Triple H, even though Owen didn't tap out. Either that was the. Best plastic bat that did not dent or break. Or somehow that was a, something that she hit because she whacked the fuck out of that oh, cast. Yeah. yeah. And on something that has just previously been, I don't know, rolled into a 180-degree angle. Yeah. I don't know. It was just... And not only did he finish that match, he came out, he's like, I'm going to do another one. I got it. Yeah, no, I think they went with that as a gimmick just because for that ankle roll, you probably wouldn't need a boot that big, but... Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so, but whatever. Keep in mind, this is the same guy that wore a cast for like a year and a half. <laughs> I'm a Mark, whatever. Yeah, we know. Hey, Mark. Hey! Main event time, because why wouldn't it be Luna versus Sable? Um, This is fucking terrible. Sable's in heels, so that tells you how much of a match it's going to be. And they never intended it to be a match because the refs and the Stooges just separate them the whole time. Sable rips off Luna's shirt. Her and Luna and Goldust head to the back. And Sable ends up hurting her knee. She's asking for Marrow's help. The lights go out. Kane makes another return. Marrow powders is like, I'm out of this, bitch. Bearers mocking Sable. Kane raises his hand and then gong. Lights go out. Yet Taker on top of the Tron. He actually does the line from Pulp Fiction. Great vengeance and furious anger. Yep. Uh, he goes, the only thing you can do now is rest in peace. Lightning shoots down to the casket. It opens up. A standing casket. A standing casket. There's an effigy of Kane inside, and it bursts in the flames. Pretty fucking cool. I loved it. Um, and it's funny because Kane gives that look like, you know, like when a dog turns its head to one yeah, side. Yeah, like, he, hmm. he does. <laughs> he did that turn like, hmm, that looks like me. Oh, <laughs> the train's coming. Let's go to the top topic. Holy shit. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for... Best there is, the best there was, and the best that there ever will be. All two are more. So does rule. Yeah, they do. (laughs) All three, the moss-covered, three-handle family credential. I didn't for the rock. This week's top topic. You know something mean, Gene? John Cena. Wrestling's not fake. The Rolex wearing what? Diamond ring wearing what? Kiss stealing. Woo! Wheel and dealing. What? Limousine right. What? Jet flying. What? Son of a gun. Woo! Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. If you Following ranking order and final decisions are a completely biased based order based off the professor and ODM made it.
And as always, they like to let you know they have not worked in the business, but have been lifelong invested fans, much like you, our listeners. With not only their opinions involved, but with countless amount of hours of research done each week, they make sure to provide proper facts and history to back it up. However, they do know that your opinion may vary from theirs. If there is anything you want to chat about, bring to their attention. If there is something they missed or forgot, or you just want to let them know they are out of their freaking minds, feel free to shoot them a message on Facebook or Twitter, or email them at the top of wrestling at gmail.com. As always, they do appreciate all feedback and continued support. At the end of the day, they want to make sure that you do see the best of the best before you die. And now, this week's top topic. Okay. I think we're back and we're, we are up and running for our top topic here. <laughs> Look at sometimes you just got to bum rush when the ambient regular sound turns into, well, where I'm staying, I ha- I'm living basically on top of a railroad track. So sometimes it sounds like when the bills are going for third down and oh, yeah. it just Good never call. fucking stops here. It, it's horrible, um, especially when you're trying to do a podcast. But, yes, look at just as weird as that is, that's how I'm going to bring us into the top topic. Speaking of weird, that's kind of how our, our logos have become over quite some time. You know, I said earlier that today the top topic is all about our own logos. Yeah, we're going to pat ourselves on the back like Barry Horowitz. That's right. And... We've broken this into three different categories. You got your third place, second place, you know, in logos terms of, you know, some of our favorites and then our greatest of all time ones. And I'll begin with this, that the logos began with whatever the top topic was. And each one of our show names were basically named or were named that top topic. So it was top 50 this, top 100 this, top 80,000 this. And... And I was very proud of some of those logos because I'll be honest with you, finding transparent, uh, no background photos of certain wrestlers and trying to piece them together in certain logos, it took a lot of time. And you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. And But then it became a game to us because the logo became just as important as the show because the show name has to match your logo, right? I mean, why would you say well. something and it has nothing to do with it? <laughs> or do they just randomly match up? And today we're going to be talking about just that. So go ahead. I'll let you start listing some of these off. And we'll, uh, some of these you may remember. Some of these may be brand new to you. The good news is if you go on to any one of our episode uh, posts, or even to go back into the photo history, let's say on Facebook or Instagram, things like that, you'll be able to see every one of these logos and more. But take it away, ODM. All right. We'll start with Tier 3, which would be like our third place honorable mentions. Uh, the first one on the list is Getting Saucy After Dark. It is the picture of <laughs> Paige here. Paige here. <laughs> WrestleMania 34. And I don't remember what the getting saucy after dark was all about. I think it was somebody on commentary saying something about, oh, things are starting to get a little saucy here. Unless I, I, I don't fucking remember. What it was that, from. or I think we recorded this show, if I'm not mistaken, at like 11 o'clock at night that one time only. We did one at like real oh, late at night. yeah. Hey, so we call. got saucy after good dark, call. and we're we like, it, it, like the show went into like, I think, think almost like 12 1 a.m it, it went late so yeah very good for cool. us uh there's the spelling it out live getting choked while smiling 
Uh, I know spelling it out was it, we made like eight references. Uh, fucking WWE's got to fucking spell it out for you. Spoon feed it. Yeah, to but you. I think I was also on the roll that day of spelling shit out. I think as well. Oh, personally. Oh, okay, you kind of took it to the next level. We referenced it and then Probably. started doing it. Like I always it. do. You know, I, yeah. I hurt things. Um, yo, look at. I don't even know if you can hear it in the background or not, but this motherfucking train is still going through yeah. that top topic soundbite everything. Okay, it's just gone. God damn, that took forever. I only Sorry. heard the initial whistle, so I think we'll be all right. No worries. Chugga, 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 chugga. <laughs> it's the, Let me ask mind. you a question. Uh, yeah. Have you ever read The Three Little Pigs? <laughs> You're supposed to whisper it to me when you do it. <laughs> See, now that is the point of putting two things together that kind of make sense, kind of don't. Spelling it out and Liv getting choked out and smiling... Maybe they match, maybe they don't, you know, yeah. but to us, both seemed all right. This right here, I think who brought it up in uh, the Monday Night War? Someone brought up the three little pigs at some point, if I'm not mistaken. And then we just had Rhea Ripley just whispering to Dom where he's talking to, to Rey Mysterio on a promo that they did on Raw. So things just work hand in hand. I think that episode we actually had our own list of what she was whispering. Like, you know, what is she whispering to him? What are your Oh ideas? my God, you're yeah. right. That's what it was. Yeah. And you named that one. Uh, maybe. I, I don't fucking remember. I don't think I would have came up with that one. I don't even remember. I You know, I wish I would have put episode numbers on this because I would have fucking, I'd look it up and go back. Well, you did. I took them out. Oh, okay. Well, of course you did, you fucking moron. Yes. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm not going to worry about it. One of my fine. favorite ones was in the same week that Sammy <laughs> Zane said that Jay Uso wasn't feeling Usy. It lined up completely when Marlena was dumped in an interview by Dustin. Not Gold Dust, Dustin, who was sick of his marriage and sick of his life and told Marlena she could shove it up her ass. And she just sat there crying. She wasn't feeling very oozy. <laughs> that was so great. It was so terrible. Um, I like the name Shucky Ducky with a there was a, a duck on there. I don't know what Rude had being on both Raw and Nitro had to do with it, but it seemed it's pretty a, Shucky Ducky at the It was a Booker T us. thing. It was a Booker T reference. Oh, I, I'm sure it was. Oh, okay. I know it was. <laughs> Easy, son. Easy. Calm down. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's just a shout out to one of your favorite people in the world. Which is great because it has Sherman Helmsley and Hulk Hogan <laughs> yeah. and Mr. Nanny, Mr. Nanny doing the Scott Hall fingers like, ooh, <laughs> like that with the Easy Son and a Crying Tiger. I was proud of that logo. You should be. You should be. Uh, you made this, the next one. Yeah. I, several. I, I, I was going to say, I mean, I, this next one, I don't know, were we just talking men in tights or just giggling about yes, we were. it? we It was just not just, just actual men in tights, Robin Hood men in tights. Let's get a little yeah, more yeah, specific yeah. here. Yeah, let's clarify Are we talking that, about yeah. guys and their tights? Pronouns, pal. Uh, um, yeah, it's yes, a picture. And... Yeah, it's yeah, just a picture of Malenko after a match. I don't remember, like, the context of it because, I mean, it's the same face he makes after every match. It could have been the one where he just said he was going home. That's what's really funny. <laughs> it could have been. Uh, but yeah, your name is Mervin. And then yes, one of my favorites, Stang or Stang. I still love it. It's better than Hogan's Sting got stung. Um, but well, uh, yeah, and that one. was uh, and that's X Pac wearing a Doors a shirt, Doors shirt. being yep. interviewed by Mean Gene. I like that one. Yep. But that was because that was his first introduction first. to yep. WCW. Um, the following one here, Jesus, I can't even get out of my head. <laughs> 
Slimmy Jimmy Pal. Or I think it was Slimmy Jimmy's Pal. Slimmy Jimmy Pal. And it was because they were hawking Slim Jims left and right. But we were also getting, I think, a lot of Pal coming out of X-Pac already in a X-Pac second X-Pac and Gene. Yep. And, oh, my God, that's right. And which to us is funny because we've always made the joke that Eric Bischoff, you suck, pal. And then he comes out like <laughs> weekly, just bringing pal and everything. I'm like, oh, that's what he calls everybody. And everybody that worked at a car wash called everybody buddy. Um, buddy. But what made this better was Hulk Hogan was in the middle of doing a movie. And he's like, yeah, I'll do a raw <laughs> or I'll do a nitro. And he had the 1989 spiked hair that kids used to do like just really high a big poof of uh, uh spiked hair and he had a hollywood bandana on and barely a beard i feel like i don't know it was oh it was horrible it was the only time he wrestled like that he had really really short hair it was horrible oh it was totally a wig or plugs or something yeah yeah it was horrible but all right next several are some of your favorites we have a picture. Uh, you found it. I think you called it out. It was a picture of Road Dog before he really, you know, started popping up. He was getting Shawn Michaels' autograph, and uh, the, the, this is one of the ones where the title definitely fit the picture. It was once a mark, always a mark. I think that one was about your favorite person as well, if I'm not mistaken. But <laughs> likely, but I think you're likely on that one. The next one I, I love. It's uh, Shawn Michaels losing his smile, crying. And that's tell your dad he's still fired. <laughs> and that's Eric Bischoff saying it to Randy Anderson. Randy Anderson. Kids. Yeah. Again, yeah. coinciding same week. So yep. the same week that Michaels is crying, Anderson's kids are crying while Bischoff's telling him, "Yeah, no, just tell your dad he's still fired." <laughs> awesome stuff. So this one again, a lot of these, I, I the context I don't remember. So there's a picture of Austin at the Slammies where he looks less than pleased. And the title is Something's Gone Wrong, All Right. Was that a line so, from the Slammies that year? or Someone said something. Or was it my notes that I said that? It was, And yes, that's what it was, is that you absolutely adored the Slammies. And you were a big fan of how Todd Pettengill sang and everything that night. And one of the things that uh, someone said, they're like, oh, well, something's gone wrong. And you're like, yeah, something's fucking gone wrong. All right. And you kept every time you took notes or you got to the end of the page, you kept ripping it out, crumpling it in front of the mic and throwing it out. Cause you were loving the slammies that much. Well, I mean, you know, if we're going to fucking kayfabe pal, I mean, you still got the notes, don't you? Yeah. I should look through it. See ya. It's the only time that garbage was ever used. <laughs> Oh, no, that's the top 20 what girls it, I'd like to bang. McMahon has nuts, Ted Turner doesn't. Yep, that was the beginning of the song that Todd Pettengill did. Yeah, this is really fucking terrible. Ahmed's neck See? thicker than Doc Hendricks' thigh. Triple it's H. It's a good show. One of you has a willy. I hate you for making me You should go back and this. rewatch it. I think you went in with a, a closed-minded uh, sight towards it. You know, I think that you need to just rewatch the Slammies and... All is well in life. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. But then maybe it'll be same as it ever was, like everything else <laughs> that WWE produces. And that's what I like to call a segue, pal. Uh, same as it ever was, you know? It's like Drew McIntyre was all hurt and defeated after losing to Roman Reigns. And then I thought Sami Zayn may have the chance at Elimination Chamber. He loses. 
same as it ever was. And it's the one where Sammy's looking in the mirror and beat to shreds after that match. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, this one made me laugh. Again, some of them had to do either with Monday Night Wars, had to do with news, or maybe it had to do with the movie we decided to do that week. And in the week that we did Clerks, it was our first movie after being off for a month. And it's, I, sure, I assure you, we're open with the shoe polish. The house smells like shoe polish. <laughs> the whole movie. In a row? That only happens at uh, the bars out here. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I do have uh, several that are just some quick last uh, honorable mentions here. Ones that I made personally, not again, you know, just to pat myself on the back, but these ones I did like. The rebooking history, the road to WrestleMania 30. I made sure to put everybody's triple threat matches together, what the main events would look like. I had it all very poster-like. I was happy with how all that came out. But uh, top announcers, top commentators, how everybody was put in there, the heels, the wrestlers, uh, women wrestlers, um, and even uh, top 50 black wrestlers. I liked putting that one together as well. Um, The final one was just a good giggle was... uh, the one when we did video games not too long ago, and you see a nice little Nintendo, an NES game, and it has a pig on the cover, and it says, like taking candy from a pig. And for some reason, Jake Cargill's in the upper right-hand corner where she's wearing that money bikini. The fucking the Riddler. Yep. You know, not every one of them was great for you. Everybody else, it was great for me. All right, let's get into tier two. This one made me laugh because you had a question mark as to who the person was. Yeah, I couldn't remember. Oh, man, I, I Now I got it, but I didn't even, I couldn't even tell you the fucking context of where the name of the show is, but I put I Ben Gay on before I golf. It what's was, the, what's the it was uh, Zabisco. He worked in a Ben Gay ad into a promo on Scott Hall. <laughs> and he said, he goes, I put this stuff on before I golf. <laughs> oh my god you're right and what had nothing to do with it mm-hmm. when coolio died virgil put up a picture of coolio and some white girl and it said something to the effect of and i'm pretty goddamn close i'm gonna miss you brother here's a time that you and i were talking to some hoe something to the effect of and i'm oh, pretty sure i'm only uh, off by some, a couple of uh, words meatballs or something like that <laughs> yeah something yeah like to jump on both of our yeah something it was hysterical virgil for the win um, F around and find out that's from, you know, the bills thing that was becoming, you know, big during the season, you know, the fuck around, find out graphs, but it was at the same time when page punched himself in the face in front of, I think Moxley <laughs> to prove that he's a man and the dude busted his face open with the biggest knot on his eyebrow. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> speaking of Moxley. Remember that really dumb grin? He did like a move to someone and was like, a, whoops, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Name of the episode. Drugs? No. Violence? Yes. Sex? Yes. <laughs> I kind of remember the context. I feel like Macho Man was involved in this. That was a flare promo. That's what it was. Hyped. Okay. Yeah. Daddy wasn't there. Worked out really good because Goldust was really all sorts of fucked up in the head. And he was in a wheelchair doing blackface. Um, and I think I sang Daddy Wasn't There from Austin Powers. Maybe. I don't remember. Maybe I thought he said maybe he said that in a promo or something. Or or maybe I was making fun of your, your family not liking you. Who knows? 
Oh, that definitely has been a couple of times. I really appreciate when you do that, man. That's it. Really, honest to God, it puts me in such a good place. You know what else? And that just fucking lit me up for the next one. This episode is illegal in twenty-seven states. I don't remember what that's from. Oh, um, because God, something about. You said something like I shouldn't be near a school or a Chuck E. Cheese or some shit like that, and it was like you're legal in so many states. I don't know some shit like that. It was a, it was a good joke, but it's you in front of Sun, um, holding up a four and a two because we were the four P and it was your second time championship my last season, um, where he was on there and it said busting a nut, busting a nut I like that. And I don't even remember busting it because I know we wanted to use busting a nut. <laughs> What was that even from? Oh, my God. I know. It had to do with, and it's sad to say this, but, like, Sonny came out, and she was, you know, doing this, and we're like, and this little kid just bust his nut in the crowd. Oh, that's we, what we, it was. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, man, I really should have looked. Because the kid was I like, wish, I, oh. I wish I had the episode numbers up, man. Oh, fuck. All right. We'll, we'll find them. Again, yeah, look at the fine. logo. or Yeah, you'll find it. Yeah. Um, Michael Buffer wearing a... a Kangle hat is that is that, is that yeah it's, it's a style it? of hat yeah yeah okay while the little kid who was crying when the young bucks lost <laughs> and got beat up by uh adam page and i think red dragon i don't even yes. remember yes yes it's how yeah mm-hmm. yep remember when uh everything in wwe was going to shit mm-hmm. and we found that old picture from the wwf commercial where vince mcmahon get it while someone's falling out of the window, except we replaced it with a really upset, scared-looking Vince McMahon. And the name of it was not even close to fitting. A smattering of titties. (laughs) And from that episode began our word smattering. Smattering, still use it. It gets smattered about. That may have been last year's uh, WCW Spring Break. Could have been. I wouldn't be surprised. I know. I think it was just the Nitro Girls. It was like after a few weeks, and I was like, "Oh, the Nitro Girls are back with a smattering of titties." Probably. I need you to do this next one because I like hearing you say it. What did he say? <laughs> <laughs> not too long ago, Macho Man just could not stop repeating that for all of his promos. Yeah, he wanted. And to it's know with Vince said. doing the devil horns. Yeah, I think that was. You know, I think that was when Vince started weaseling his way back into the company. That's what it was. Yep, 100%. Because I remember we'll get to the right one soon. Um, Dropped on his heed. (laughs) And disappointed cricket fan? Mm -hmm. That popular meme? Mm -hmm. That's a cricket fan? Mm -hmm. I thought it was a Boston Celtics fan, the way he's dressed in green and everybody else is, to be honest with you. No shit, that's cricket. No kidding. Good shit. Interesting. Good to know. Look at man, I I mentioned this one earlier. One of my favorite ones. Look at if you go back to as early as our first season, we had a totally different logo. So talking of logos, let's talk about the fist, the common fist in the ring that you can find on clip art anywhere, and we get a fucking cease and desist letter from no, not even a letter, a threat, a, a, a threat. threat. Um, guys, do we need to do a cease and desist? <laughs> and it was the discussion day at Romano's. And it was Neil and Bob. It was Neil and Bob, yeah. Neil and Bob. Uh, yeah. I loved it because the Brothers of Destruction was the logo. It was perfect. 
It was great. And it's funny because you wanted to use the Young Bucks cease and desist thing. We're like, yeah, which well, would now have been, we're going to get it would have been ironic. Big. <laughs> it would have been ironic, but, you know. <laughs> um, a, a personal favorite uh, from mine last week was MJF with his herpy with the, you want some of these based off of your uh, hidden track story. But I, I honestly, one of my favorite weekends really was Punk returning, Bro- which is the first dance. Brock Lesnar returns after Cena versus Roman. Um, Becky Lynch returns at the same SummerSlam and wins the championship. Ilya Dragunov finally dethrones Walter. And we called it the weekend that was in August 2021. It was one of those huge weekends, and it was like, I don't even know where to, to uh, what for the logo to be. One of it was the fan crying when Punk was back, too. That was another part of the logo. Yeah. Just some of the things just kind of made themselves. But let's talk about it, man. The best ever. Kick them off. Let's especially, dear shit, you made this logo, so you might as well talk about it. Oh, God. It's one of my favorite. It was our Christmas episode. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And it was two screenshots from a very famous scene from Requiem for a Dream. If you know, you know. And I still pop when I see that logo because you got the green and the red. It looks like a Christmas episode. But if you know what those pictures are from, it it really takes on a whole new meaning. (laughs) You know what's really weird is I am like 97% sure with our movies of the week, we didn't even put Requiem for a Dream in there. I think it just naturally came up in some one day you were just like ass to ass. (laughs) I think we probably saw the Nitro Girls or Sunny or something and it just, you know, that came up, so. I'm sure that's what happened. The first ever official. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let you take this, but this is the first ever official logo that you created that took on, again, new life form for this show. Yeah, this is the first episode where we said the name of the episode is not going to have anything to do with what we talked about. And, you know, the picture was just going to be random. Uh, It was actually based on a story you told. Uh, possibly hidden track, maybe not. Uh, I don't remember. Nothing's on air, <clears throat> and uh, but it's yeah. You ain't sitting on my couch, and I just found a picture of a couch, and I put Scott Hall behind it. <laughs> it was fucking great because I think it was Scott because Hall's Scott debut. Hall, it was. Yeah. It was in May of '96, and he's just showing up to Nitro, and we're like. I go, do you want to use that? And you're like, I really want to use something about sitting on the couch. Because you ran, I don't know how you worked it in at the end. You're like, you ain't sitting on my couch. No, and you worked it in. It was a story you were telling about that. No, boy. I know I brought the story oh, okay. in. But like you you brought up, is that you're like, I kind of want that to be the name of the oh, episode. I'm like, you ain't how? sitting on my couch. <laughs> and it was fantastic. And again, it took on its new life form. And then, shit, history was repeating itself, I think, a week or two right after with all the following. Go ahead. Well, the next one is one of my favorites, and we actually, it's like the only time we've gotten like a complaint. Uh, My dickhead (laughs) brother, again, based on a story that you were telling, uh, and it's a picture of Kevin Green eating a Slim Jim while somebody was breaking down. Yeah, he was with Mongo, but they were like breaking down their upcoming match, but he looks so serious and like, you know, paying such hard attention while he's eating this Slim Jim. It was great. Oh, such a good one. All right, Cloudy Days. Uh, This is one with Gene in between Woman and Liz in one of those backstage promos where Gene is blatantly looking at woman's tits. Like, it's not even... And and multiple things have happened at this point. Oh, yeah. 
Cloudy, who, you know, oh, Sonny God, used to be remember that. Uh, with the Body Donnas, and they introduced Cloudy as their new manager. Yep. I don't think this was Michael's and Brett's time with Sunny Days. I think we just made it our own reference of instead of Sunny, it's Cloudy. We're like, well, she, I guess they're having cloudy days. But um, but the fact that, yeah, he is hardcore just staring at woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's 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 great. It's fucking savage. Um, speaking of Sonny, back in the fold here, there was, uh, was it, was it Shawn Michaels birthday? It was somebody's birthday. They had a birthday yep. cake at ringside and, uh, summer of 96, uh, Shawn Michaels gets frosting and puts it on cloudy's nose or cloudy. Jesus. Yes. I'm so <laughs> about it. Jesus Christ. Sonny. He puts it on Sonny's nose and uh, we put it option eight because this is where they're just teasing the hotline and they keep saying option, this option, that. And option eight, I think. I think you said, "Oh no, option eight's where you, that, option eight's the one you want to hit because that's." <laughs> and we and we stuck with it, and that's where it became our new. It came into the show's fold forever. Is every time we say anything, it's always option eight, which is hysterical. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> based on another story. Based on another story about that boy. Uh, too nasty for the nasty boys. I think the nasty boys were getting involved with trying to get into the NWO at this point. Uh, but it was also a story about uh, somebody's car, we'll just say, because it's in the logo. Yep. Uh, and I luckily was able to find two good pictures of the Nasty Boys that fit perfectly. And uh, again, I just thought it fit well. I'm going to let you do this next one because I know it's your favorite. Thank you so much because I was about to cut you off. I'm not <laughs> and not only did Hollywood Hogan get me set up with a Hollywood multi-million dollar deal with movies where I'm going to be starring with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Jingle all the way. But he invited me to his mansion. And let me tell you, it was beefy. It was a big, beefy mansion. All right, it wasn't necessarily about a beefy mansion, but it had a lot to do with, I think we were talking about guys having big, beefy necks. In, or like something with AEW because I think it had to do with like Brian Cage, Hobbs, all those guys like being beefy or some shit. Maybe that's and when, at yeah. this, maybe when Biggie hurt himself. Same, yep. Oh, maybe. And at this time, Giant is jacking the fuck off about the mansion of Hulk Hogan to the point that they're like, well, oh, Sting's coming in. And when I walked down the halls, <laughs> not only did he have a bathroom, he had a bedroom. <laughs> Oh, my God, you're being kicked out of the NWO, Giant. And when I went into the toilet, oh, my God, Hulk Hogan's big beefy mansion had the best golden porcelain toilet you've ever seen. Golden porcelain. All right. Anyway, this dude could not shut the fuck up about it, and I couldn't stop laughing. Easily one of my favorite moments of reliving Monday Night Wars. Yeah, it was a train wreck. And I, that's, the, that's the one where we had it was Glacier, and then I just put eventually underneath it because we had like 70 weeks of fucking promos of he's on his way yep and none of them ever came to fruition then finally when he was there people were like Meh. yeah yeah who Later cares how you thought it would i yep. still feel about that right now when i'm watching him mm-hmm. um this one you made and i know that you were very proud of uh do you remember when mjf came to the ring at all out which would be uh all out 20 22. 21. 21? No, 22. The all-out foul-out. Brawl-out. No. Yeah. It's not the night of the brawl-out that he wore that. 
No, sure. Brawl Out was when he came back wearing the mask. This is when he faced hmm. Chris Jericho at All Out the okay. night that Punk had his match against Darby Allen. Hmm. Okay. And this is where he was dressed like a Disney lion who is kissing his <laughs> ring. Uh, and actually, MJF happened to be dressed the same exact way. Yeah, Robin Hood, uh, the animated version, Disney's animated version of Robin Hood. You would know. <laughs> okay. You feel like you want to cut me right now? I do. That's how woman felt when she was looking at Liz. They were in an interview together, and it was basically because I think Savage and Benoit were going at it a little bit, or I don't even remember who it, it, but the look on woman's face is like, I will fucking cut you. And you even said she had a look, I'm going to cut that I'm bitch. I'm going to cut that bitch, yeah. And uh, you want to talk about, you know, logo name, or logos turning into the show names. That was our first show that we had to re-edit the name of the show because it was kicked off of Spotify. <laughs> yep. Why well, didn't our episode post? Oh, that's why, huh? Uh, <laughs> go ahead. That's <laughs> a good my, one. One of my favorites is the picture of Jim Duggan digging the tape from his trunks, like I say on the intro, because uh, he has that. And fucking, he has his tongue out. Let's he has the tongue out. Yeah, Duggan it's, style. It's, it's a. It's, it's the the look is like flawless. Like you couldn't make it up. And uh, the episode name was a. It was a line from Jim Ross. Something was going on. I go, this had nothing to do with athletics. <laughs> Perfect. Both of them worked into to their themselves. Um, yeah, this is sometimes yours. you just take the name of another show or another or another uh, thing that happened. You can name it that. You know, we we could do that if we wanted to. Like, you know, the best of WrestleMania weekend, or we could take the music video that Roddy Piper did. And take an old man that is sitting in full black and white and sing to him, I guess. I don't know. That was a really weird music video. I still don't understand who the man was that he was going to be for. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had to put the old man as a logo. It just it was done. Didn't even... Done. <laughs> yeah. It was fucking Giggle Central when, that, when we watched that because it was fucking terrible. Ah. Uh. The first time you won the draft yeah, championship, yeah. Picture when you actually got to hold the Kelly for two minutes before, two minutes before yeah, Jack Dickhead came, and came over and took it. it. Yeah. But it was around Christmas time, and uh, I think we were talking a lot about Home Alone. And we used the line, why the hell you dress like a chicken? <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. That makes sense. Okay. <laughs> it was a good one. All right. One of our favorite nights of all time was WCW sold out. This is the first one mm. where they went real hokey, uh, where if you were a WCW guy, you didn't even get your music to the ring. It was just a dub over of, like, here's a vanilla midget or whatever they were saying at the time when people were coming to the ring. Um, but we were also going to have the NWO Miss Sold Out or Miss NWO Pageant. Yeah. And it was a bunch of hogs and old ladies, grenades and and ugly, obese women. And I don't mean that in a shitty way. It's they purposely did this. One was and you would think it was probably Jeff. The guy was running it. Jeff. It was Jeff and the biker chicks. That's what we said. They all look like a bunch of biker chicks. I've done two biker chicks, by the way. Anybody who's listening, because I know there's some really sexy looking ones. These weren't. These were Sturgis. Nope. No. I'm going to stop talking. Anyway, it was really bad. Fact um, check it, Buster. You may or may not have said something to me 
Oh, I don't no. know about your sex life, someone's oh, sex life. I know, I know no. what this is. This is this is one of my favorite moments on the podcast because it was one of those. Listen, we fuck around in the wars throughout the shows. We giggle. We get off track. We have to use the bumper. Uh, I forget the most recent one that we had to do, like where we literally just we went on a fucking tirade. <laughs> we were laughing so hard. This was like one of those moments, though. It was the strap match between Benoit and Sullivan. And I call it and I say something like, yeah, and fucking Jacqueline pulls him down and hits Benoit right in his Benoit's <laughs> Benoit balls. And you fucking and like I started giggling. You go dead silent and then you start we howling. And then yep. it was just we just fucking rolled with it. It was fucking so we call Benoit's balls. And the picture is woman and Jacqueline yeah. with their own set of strap on. Yeah. Straps. Straps. For the... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, another one before we go off. I sound like a mean gene when I'm on spring break. Boom. <laughs> Boom. And you know what? Not only last year did I go to Revolution, but it was the same time 25 years before that, that mean gene was on a roll at spring break. Mm-hmm. The martinis were dirty, and so was he. So he was on a roll, and the logo is... One of my first appearances in this category where it's the I left my RV for this as well as the top of wrestling podcast or just the top of wrestling. Good shit. Indeed it was. And now if we're going to talk about it, might as well go into my second one. Don't tell me, ODM. I was there. (laughs) It was my Karrion Cross doing Jesse Ventura impression. But this was me... At the Revenge of the Taker in your house pay-per-view in 97 in Rochester at the War Memorial. And the picture is a nice young professor, student, if you will, with a nice bowl cut yelling at a man who had an equally just a big bowl cut, Owen Hart. Don't tell me. I was there. Yeah, it's pretty impressive that we actually have that as an episode logo if you think about it. It's true. Scrambled or sunny side up? Well, I think we don't even really need to go too far to know how that conversation began. Yep. Um, And this was a very young Michael Cole. I think it was his very first appearance in WWE altogether at this point. It was. At least that we uh, saw on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. He could have been doing things on like other shows that they do superstars, but man, we we don't have that much time to get through all that. Double or Nothing 2022 took on a night of its own for The Professor and ODM. It started, and I had to actually fast forward through this thing recently. It started with us watching and being like, okay, some of these matches are going okay. Wow, MJF, he wasn't supposed to show up because he missed the fan meet and greet, all the shit. Did like 25 power bombs, uh, took 25 power bombs from Wardlow. He's free from his contract. Okay. And then the Hardys, Jeff especially, looks a little just under the weather. He is not doing well in this match. Funny enough, a seven days later, he was suspended and got another DWI and everything. And then shit was just getting too funny for us. And Martha Hart thought she was at the goddamn Kentucky Derby with her big ass hat. <laughs> Tony Khan was giving her the craziest hug like with a big smile while crying at the same time. And then it was the five versus five 
arena match that between Blackpool Combat Club, Proud and Powerful, and Kingston oh, yeah. versus all of Jericho Appreciation Society. And the amount of things that happen in it. Remember, Eddie Kingston comes down with a thing of gasoline looking like a oh, zombie. Like a zombie walking yeah. down the, yes, all that shit. And early in the show, you know, you kept sending me things like, why would something like, I was like, what the fuck are they thinking? And you would send the gif of Rick James laughing, which goes to the Chappelle show. <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. And the amount of times we sent that thing back and forth to each other that night easily was like 50. And we even listed them off on the show as to how many times and why they were being sent. It was fantastic. Still being used to this date between each other, which I think is great. Um, I don't know why we said head injuries or no laughing matter. Something must have happened. So but that's the picture that's, is Pillman with a broken nose when he was on commentary. Yeah, we, I think we were talking about a Benoit match, and I was like, oh, man. And you you, you made, like, an off-color <laughs> comment, and I took it even further. And I'm like, hey, man, head injuries or no laughing matter. That's true. The falling of VKM. The, the falling of VKM was was great because it wasn't just the falling of his life at the moment, but he the almost made it falling. jumping down the steps. <laughs> and this was a weird two part episode where you recorded first and I recorded second in a hotel. Oh yeah. This is a, a separate one that we did, but you know, that was actually just uh this past June. <laughs> Speaking of this past June, right around that time, after Claudio showed up at Forbidden Door Beats Jonathan Gresham. Tony Khan gives Claudio the biggest, weirdest hug He's that a everybody weird started mocking left and right. And I don't know what the context was, but I'm pretty sure I was at my in-law's house. And you said something. I'm like, I, I can't do that gesture. My mother-in-law is watching or something. Oh, shit see, like I that. think it was Jr. Something happened or Lawler oh, was, was calling him. him out. And he goes, oh, my mother-in-law is watching this show. That's what it was. I always thought it was mine, actually, as I'm thinking yeah, about this. Uh, good night, folks. <laughs> That's when we really started just laughing about how they would just go off the air with random NWO beatdowns. Yep. And that's where little John and myself are at the uh, Blue Cross Arena, and I have up the sign that says, I left my RV for this, while Austin Gunn is scissoring uh, Mark. Mark who? Oh, that's me. It just says Austin Gunn scissoring Mark in the background. Yeah, that that's why that was there. there's a comma there. I'm like, I was not being scissored, <laughs> my friend. That is not what little John and I did. You could but only. But if you do remember in that episode, that's where we come to see you and your kid's like, yo, he smells like the garage. <laughs> <laughs> not lying. Our movie of the week one week was Lean On Me. I was on a kick and I just loved it. It was such a good movie. And we had a great picture of uh, old Clark, Joe Clark, looking all upset and dealing with his pageantry of bullshit. And it's also while he's staring at Ty Conti not being unable or being unable to lock the unlock the cage, the shark cage that all of JAS is in that they're like, well, we'll just walk through the bars. Good try. <laughs> Some things write itself. Some things they do. Like this one right here. Do you remember SummerSlam last year? Front row. Not only do you have uh, Kid Rock sitting next to a famous YouTube. Yeah, I don't even know. I just put Mama June because she looked like Mama June. (laughs) 
<laughs> Close enough. Smells like there's another line from uh, Deadpool. He goes, "All right, you're gonna smell like Mama June." Like, what does Mama June smell like? Like two hobos fucking in a shoebox full of piss. I don't know. <laughs> Shit, that's exactly what this was. And they just started making out with each other. <sighs> Best moment of that SummerSlam. <laughs> Hands down. Um, I think we all remember recently when a certain police officer was <laughs> offering up certain things to other Actually, police officers. I think that's the one that we lost it recently, too. Oh, that is the one. Pretty sure it probably had to do. Yeah, never mind. I don't even want to get into that pageantry of bullshit if you want to go. But that's when Sonny was on her knees with a bunch of uh, midget wrestlers in the ring. That's that's what they call them. Or minis. Minis. Um, But they they call them midgets when I went to the uh, Micromania. But it's, uh, we said Sonny just joined the police force because, well, her and that cop have a lot in common. Yep. You know, Nia Jax, do you remember when she returned at the Royal Rumble? Is she even doing anything, or is that it? I haven't I, seen her I since. think it was a one-off, I, hopefully. Oh, okay. Well, she showed up for two minutes in the Rumble, and then the night later, I was so distraught, I guess, by, I don't know what, maybe Sammy not winning the Rumble, I decided to shave the beard and go Vince McMahon style and have just a mustache. I liked it. That was a scary <laughs> few weeks. Pills are in the top drawer. Talk about a recent one. <laughs> Dominic Dijakovic, or well, Dijak, had his finger broken in like six ways. And it was at the same time that Luger was in the ring giving a promo. And he's talking shit about Savage. And Liz comes to the ring. The pills are in the top drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Chill out, woman. But also had Krusty the Clown's dropped cigarette face. Yep. Which is awesome. Well well done by you, my friend. Classic. Oh, what a difference a shave makes. Tom Tucker didn't look the same. I definitely didn't look the same. And Rick Rude getting rid of all facial hair altogether is just bullshit. Don't yeah, do it again. Don't man. ever it's do really it again. bad. I don't like it. Nope. <laughs> Take away in the last two. I love these two. Uh, I'm going to start with the last one first. So we did a short uh, special episode calling the E is F'd. Uh, that was definitely when he weaseled his way back into the company. But, uh, yeah, it was Vince McMahon from what event was it? I forget which pay-per-view it was. No Mercy 2003, I think. Something like that. One yep. of those uh, events. It was yeah, 2003 well, for sure. It was right before Stephanie and Triple H got married in real life. Ah. Like, we're talking like one to two weeks before. Uh, yeah, well, it's Vince choking Stephanie with a uh, lead pipe, pretty much. And like, he is and, and he's laying it in, too. He's not He's not going gentle. So, uh, but yeah, that, I think, uh, shit, was this last week's? Was this last week's? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Try you need to, you you know what you, you an uncouth imbecile. You need to try loving somebody. <laughs> Dash Mike Tyson. I need to put that up as my motto, being like, you guys don't know this, but that's actually a quote from Mike Tyson. But uh, it's the one where the 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 video clip that we've referenced so many times with the guy running out of the fiery building, holding the dog, screaming. Uh, I was able to get a screenshot, and I just found it. Luckily, I found a good picture with Omega with, like, O-Face and put that oh, on so there. Perfect. Yeah. 
It's great. Because he saved the dog during the brawl out. Yeah, of course, yeah. He saved Larry. He did save Larry. Oh, that's what he says anyway. (laughs) That clip is just great, too, because it's so chaotic. The guy's hair is on fire. Well, especially when you don't imagine the guy running by with the dog. You're seeing all the chaos. (laughs) It's perfect. Well done. And we're going to continue to make more of these logos. Those are some of our favorites. Oh, yeah. Fan through them on... Uh, well, if you want to, you could probably fan through them on the following places, which would be iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And when you do it, find your favorite one and share it. And when you do, like, maybe subscribe. I don't know. Do one of the three. Do all of them. Do none of them. I really don't give a shit because we're out of here. Next week, we're back with Movie of the Week. And look at This is in reference and a, uh, we'll say, a sidestep or a pivot off of what you did last week uh, a pivot you know cabin in the woods kind of got a little weird right well <laughs> so does a classic that i'm going to be bringing up and it's from 1991 so uh, that's my only giveaway for it kind of referenced it before but next week we'll be back with that we'll have uh hopefully some more wrestlemania matches put in stone i am the professor i bid you a farewell Appreciate you guys listening. He is ODM. One, two, three, four, five words. Professor, you little ignorant slut. The Top of Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by The Top of Wrestling Podcast. Your hosts are the Professor Mark Fantasia and ODM, the Doc Joe Rizzo. Feel free to reach out to the show by email at thetopofwrestling at gmail.com on their Facebook page, Twitter page, Instagram page. Remember to subscribe, like, and share. You can listen to the show on most popular platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Amazon Music, Pandora, and YouTube. Without your continued support, it would be just some guys talking wrestling, which is pretty much what it is anyway. Good night, folks. Oh, oh, that's the other thing. So, what? No, it's just because you keep it. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. oh. When I get ideas, that's the problem. Is when I get ideas on a All project, right. I'm like, I get going. But.